the Ron and Fez show starts right now. Hey, buddies, it is the Ron and Fez show ready to get started for you. Um, right up today on the iBang, the Interobang.com is today's good question. With Gerard Depardieu turning his back on France and moving to Russia, all based on taxes, is there anything that would make you leave your own country? Uh, Fez Watley, what about you? I couldn't live like in a war-torn country where the war is just constantly going on. If we're attacked, I'm out of here. All right, so when the country needs you, um, for the first time in your life, the country would need you. That's when you would leave. Yes, then I would I would just be a refugee to some other peaceful outside the war country. And where would that be? Well, if maybe a Switzerland, an Iceland, a Canada, anyone not involved in our war. So if the United States was attacked, that's when you would go. You've got a nice run out of this place, but the second it is attacked, uh, you're leaving. For points unknown. Uh, Chris Stanley, what about you? If there was a forcible draft and they were just starting to take people, make them go to the army, i Why bounce. are you always trying to make it 1969? <laughs> I've been did out you, there. Did you miss that decade yeah. so badly that you went in? <laughs> that's, that's the reason. I'm out. Peace out, United States. You ain't sending me to war. But if, there, if, if we were attacked, I would stay and join the resistance to take America back. You would rather do that than you would be forced to do sit-ups, run. <laughs> Trust me, there's no army that would take you in the condition that you've done to yourself. <laughs> Basic sounds like a giant pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, for me, the only reason that I would leave my country would be for pleasure. I'm looking at these expats living in... Thailand and Ecuador. Cheap. Yeah, and it's starting to look like... And then it would suddenly seem cool to be an expat, you know? Hell yeah. Like, you're living over there, you know, it's you, some young prostitute, and legal morphine. It suddenly changes everything around and makes it seem fun. God, that sounds great. Yeah, I would only leave for pleasure while you two are only leaving to escape pain. It's very, very odd. Um, time to, uh, get started. Let's do this. Let's start us off with our special guest today. Uh, by the way, fill in your good question. We'll read it when we get back to the server on the iBank. What would make you leave your country up on the iBank.com? But I want to bring in our special guest and, uh, let him get the show started today. Mr. Tom Waits and a jockey full of bourbon.
Yeah, buddies. Special thank you to our special guest today, uh, Tom Waits. We're getting this started. What a day, Chris uh, Stanley. Look like you're wrestling with the flu. The super uh, flu. I'm not. Biggest uh, flu we've had in 10 years. It's killing children all over the country. Yes, I understand, but we're in the media. We should not be panicking. We have to deliver the news, not scream it out. And the guy that used to be known as Big Five, Big Four, and now a tight zero, Fez Watley in the house. Uh, if you go over to the good question, A, Fez Watley would leave if his country needed him. Chris Stanley would leave if his country needed him. I would leave for really cheap retirement and... But really cheap. Lax drug and sexual laws. <laughs> A place where the Yankee dollar got you treated well. Just fucking run your own. The smile. weird thing about your influenza, and as you pointed out, it's the biggest in 10 years. People are dying in the streets. It's spring out there today. It is the sweetest, nicest day in the history of any winter. I can't. Enjoy that at all. You need to. You need to get out. Leave here a little early today. I want you to leave at 10 to 3. And I want you to get out in the streets and just, what I like to say, shake your moneymaker. Okay. Okay? Yeah. I, I'm just having cold sweats right now. I'm, I'm not in good shape. Yesterday, I've had this thing for five days. And yesterday, Watley said to me, you getting a cold? And I'm like, I know I was in here with dried out eyes the other day that I was screaming out and wearing sunglasses. And then I remembered, Zero does his own thing. Um, zero for five, as a matter of fact, is where Jerry Barca and his gambling <laughs> took us. I swore to you yesterday, Hicks, yeah, yeah. do not bet on the Irish. Only because I saw every game that they've played. Yeah. Terrible game. Terrible for the Catholics. Let's drop it. Let's not even bring it up. Just treat it as if it was a rape. Like what you tell a woman in your family that's been raped. No. We shall never mention it again. Like it never happened, right? Yeah. Just don't bring it up. Like an Indian girl on a bus. But I want to say congratulations for just every other reason. 
to the state of Alabama and to remind them they are the greatest college football uh, state in history. There's nothing and nobody compares. They are the college sports franchise. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Keep on rolling. Roll over those goddamn mix like there's no tomorrow. You know, everything on my internet is so slow that what I'm going to start having is copy boys just deliver me copy. Anything that I touch on takes hours. It's slow over here, too. I'm still trying to get a new computer fixed. I don't think it has to do with computer. I think it has to do with bandwidth. So as we start the good question, I can't even go over and look at it. It's just beyond me. I know there's a 42 up today that you're excited about. Yeah. About college things. Yeah, Dorm Room Hall of Fame. Yeah. Because you, you're you one of those guys, you're not nostalgic about a lot, but you were college days at SUNY Purchase. Yeah. It was only, it was only two years because I was then, you know, expelled. Well, you got an associate's degree. <laughs> I was asking Only you and Earl have an associate's degree. Got my AS, dog. I believe Earl has an associate's from City College or Queens College. I believe it to be Queens College. All right, strong. And that's what got him in as vibe manager. Wow. So when we tell you, kids, if you've got your sets, your, your, your place set on vibe manager. I wonder what kind of loans he's paying back. He doesn't pay back. He's African-American. <laughs> okay. Now, Earl started writing to me in the middle of the night, texting me in, in the middle of the night, screaming to me about the Bowie news. The fact that Bowie is releasing an album after 10 years. I, uh, Chris, two and a half, three days ago, I was in a thing of, can you believe Bowie just disappeared the way they did? I cannot believe I didn't say it on the air. I'm furious that I didn't. There's, there's many pictures of him, no news of him. Nothing, nothing, no news. And apparently he, and by the way, he lives two miles from us, you know. But apparently he did this entire album without uh, telling uh, a soul. Amazing. Without... Uh mentioning it to a soul. Okay, I finally got this up um, of people who the reasons that they would leave. Um, very few people would want to leave the States for any reason. You two guys yeah. uh, jumped on it immediately. Yeah. Florida Pro Divider would if would leave if they take away his guns. Now the problem with that, Florida Pro Divider, is that you're not going to any place that has guns. That would be you wouldn't have any gun rights uh, for any other reason. He could go to become go to like Somalia, become a Somali pirate. Those guys seem to get AK forty sevens pretty easily. Um, but nothing legally. Yeah, those are the guys that would kill you long before you got on it. So I'm looking over at today's good question. Uh, I think we're getting off to a very strange and unproductive start here. Oh, Look who it is. It's our good friend Janice in Chicago. And Janice? Yes, Ronnie? I am sitting here with seven Cohibas from oh, you. Oh, cool. You got them. 
And Chris, what did you receive? I got a beautiful card of Marlboro Reds, which is always appreciative. Thank and you, I got Janice. some wonderful shaving oils and a very <laughs> nice card. Um, I hope you like it. And I just got the longest possible, tiniest uh, letter. Literally a letter from Janice. <laughs> that is just really, really nice. Now, Janice... Yes. I'd also like to give you something else. Please go to Molly's for a free Ron Bennington cupcake. Uh, there will be no uh, beverage with that, though, so you will be <laughs> responsible for the beverage. Okay. So let me know when you want to show up on Mike there to make it a very special, <laughs> exciting day for you. You can try on the $3,000 sunglasses. Oh, cool. <laughs> now, by the way, Mike needs a new purchase because... That $3,000 just gets smaller every year. It just seems like less impressive. When he first <laughs> bought those, who would spend that? But now any Ray-Bans cost you $3,000. He needs to bowl out some more. <laughs> well, this is really nice. I'm going to get a microscope and read your letter oh, as soon sorry. as I get a chance. No, it's nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like a letter from prison where they try to write as tiny and on every little piece of it that they can. I see brain sorry, surgeons, nurses. <laughs> That's really nice. Thanks. You're well, cool. you you made this. You're the coolest daddy. <laughs> you've made this a lovely post Christmas. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. And uh, I just meant everything I said. I. Uh... Well, I'll never know what it is until I get somebody oh. who can read tidy writing. <laughs> we got the Hubble telescope. If I can just throw it in front of there. All right, rip from the headlines. <laughs> I like where you're going with that. Law and order. <laughs> Just like law and order. Yep. You're so sick, aren't you? <laughs> I, I, I got home last night, woke up at uh, 12.30 to see the score of the game. You know, why don't you take a couple of days off for yourself? I'm going to see a doctor tomorrow, see what they say. You go to the doctor constantly, by I, the way. I've got you the know what they're going to tell you to do? Quit smoking, quit drinking, and stop eating everything deep fried. Hey, you know, lady, I've heard this before, so you don't have to fucking tell me again. You have a female nurse? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to see a new doctor, because this last doctor I've been going to for the last fucking like, couple of years, he just doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. So I'm, you, I found some broad. You know, there's a new thing in my neighborhood. <laughs> it looks like a store, but there's doctors in it, and you can just go walking up. Oh, wow. It's almost good. like a drugstore with doctors. Oh, makes crazy. a lot more sense than a fucking drugstore with some crazy pharmacist. I can't think of the name of the place. No, I'm pissed at myself. Well, Janice, have a great uh, post-New Year. Thanks, and uh, I thought I wrote down the picks wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and, and the balls of Barca, he wrote to me last night, would like to come in Friday for this... What? And I'm like, why would we? You know zero about sports. <laughs> to drain nothing. The first touchdown, a kid just cut through like a knife through <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was uh, it was like watching a legal rape. In the chat now, room last night, there was several people asking to ban Barca. <laughs> we should have banned the chat room. There's n there was nothing to chat about. There was a, a, a team out there. That never belong there ever. Forty-two to fourteen, Whoa. and it wasn't that close. You know what I mean? Like that forty-two to fourteen doesn't even tell the story. Okay, it was twenty-eight nothing at the half. Yeah, 
Oh my! God. And and that could have been two touchdowns bigger. <laughs> it was just not even worth watching. As a matter of fact, I was watching John Stewart by the end of the game. Good. He returned. Yeah, he had twenty four days off. What? I know. Nice. I know those guys take a good amount of time off, but damn, that's our a good Christmas stretch. break looks like shit now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Janice. We'll talk to you Thank later, you sweetie. Thank you so much. All right, bye bye. Have a great day. You too. Bye, Janice. She's just the nicest thing ever. Thanks for the smokes. Uh, that's really nice. Just goes on and on. It's so tiny. <laughs> um, it's kind of like a manifesto. I really do want to uh, uh, say that she is welcome to Ron Bankton's Cupcake, and then the beverage purchase will be separate. Now listen, you're good. You're lucky enough to get the cupcake. <sighs> lucky enough is what my mom always used to say to me. You're lucky enough. That was it. No matter what we had to bitch about, you're lucky enough. All right, mom. Um, uh, so this morning's quick question, just other than you two guys, uh, other people love their country. Oh, I, I think they don't realize the wonders of Mexico and Canada. Yeah, they don't. The Canadians, though, they called the fight with Watley yesterday. Yeah, the Tim Hortons beef. They, they did make me feel like, you know what, I think I would like it there. I like a toque. Uh, I like it cold. Go to Toronto. Hockey's back in a big, big way. Maybe in a Vancouver. And uh, the thing that I was laughing about yesterday is, if you kept turning on ESPN, they were saying, is this going to hurt hockey? Now, let me just tell you something about the hockey fans. They love hockey above all else. There's not as many hockey fans as there is for any other sport. But the people who do love hockey, like people who love heavy metal, love it without conditions. Now, beyond that, they got nowhere else to go for hockey. So they haven't left, they're staying, and we resume hockey. Strictly for hardcores. The only two hockey, real hardcore hockey fans I know are uh, Z-Man and what, Dana. Dana, the fucking former intern. They both love hop hockey. Uh, Opie uh, loves hockey. I love outdoor hockey. I never miss the game that they play outside. The Winter Classic? Yeah, the Winter Classic, or as I call it, outdoor hockey. And I really got into that because of that, remember that weird movie? With Russell Crowell a couple years ago, where his team claimed that they were the best pond no. playing hockey team, and they, oh, Mystery Alaska. I think they played against the Rangers or somebody ridiculous. I can't remember who they played against, but it was a, a lot of excitement there, where they're going on an open pond. Nobody beats us. We're too good. Um, so yeah, hockey will be coming back. I don't see where it hurts. Now, Chris, I'm going to give you this thing. Do you remember who the champion is? Of, of what the last, the last winner of the yeah last uh, hockey devils devils win the Stanley Cup. See that's the problem. <laughs> Everybody has to wrestle with that. I do remember that L.A. lost. Who beat them is beyond me though. <laughs> Was Bruins? No. See that's the problem. You're just going to Leafs. <laughs> Well, I, know the I know the Rangers lost, so it's not the Rangers. The Rangers had a homecoming. You know, one of the problems in every sport is when you win the championship, it then means nothing to you the following season. 
that you start like everyone else. And my new thing, and I'm going to take this to NFL. This is what I think would make it so exciting and would then make it like great when you win the championship. You win the Super Bowl, the next year, every game's a home game. Every game's a home game. And like, this isn't fair. Well, then win the championship. And, it should and be you'll some get that. Bonus. But the problem is, everybody starts at zero, and you, um, you look over there at the Giants. No one remembers that those bums won the Super Bowl. You don't carry it around anymore as if it was a strap. It's just something that happens in one year, and the next year is shit. My way of playing ball, win the Super Bowl, the next year, every game's a home game. Hey, let's go over here to uh, Mike in D.C. You're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey, Ron, if you like low taxes in hockey, you can go to Russia. All right, now we're talking. They also have a really great uh, thing with French film there. Hey, Fez. Yes. What do ice taste like, buddy? Well, I would say sour. All right. Well, C Zero came in here full stash, and I don't expect you to pay off Fez. And the reason why it was because it was a bet. And I know these two just throw it in as a uh, another um, just another deal, just another dinner that uh, could be thrown away. Jim, you're on the run of face show. Hey, uh, love the show. Hey, man, the uh, L.A. Kings did win the championship last year. Why did I feel? Oh, who did they beat? Did they beat uh, Jersey? You know what? I have no idea. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I remember. Uh, us being like, oh, somebody is doing. It just feels like it was a million years ago. It does. It could have been. It may have been Philly or New Jersey. I, I think it was know. Jersey. I think it was Jersey because there was uh, because even though it's very close to here, no one seemed to give a shit, and it was like you'd think you'd run into one fan somewhere. Mm-hmm. And kings, kings be the devils. Mo- most of my friends in New Jersey. Our Rangers fans. Yeah, Jersey Devils don't get much love. The Nets didn't get much love. Now they're fucking gigantic. Now everyone wants to be a fucking Nets fan. Maybe the Devils move to Brooklyn. Holy shit. The Islanders and the Devils in the Barclays Center. My other idea that I had for them is that the Devils go down to Georgia when they're looking for a puck to steal. Um, Hold on. Let's go over here to Steve. Steve, you're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, uh, best part of that Mystery Alaska movie was where they got Little Richard to sing the national anthem, but he dragged it out for like 10 minutes, so the Rangers all freeze to You know what I love about this, Steve? You remember something I don't. I just remembered uh, the fact that there was a movie called Mystery Alaska. They did play the Rangers. Rangers had a homecoming. Uh... So, as I said, this is up on the iBank, too, the, the, today. And people wrote in. I never got as many letters uh, at Christmas, emails, at Christmas, my birthday, nothing, as I did in the middle of the night from people last night to say Bowie's got a new album. And I'm looking up now, and everyone's complaining that Chris Stanley didn't open up with a Bowie song today because uh, today's Bowie's birthday, the new album. Oh. Chris has taken a stand. 
he says, I don't do the birthday salutes because every day is somebody's birthday, and I don't want to constantly be thinking about it. Look, my life can't be inside a Wikipedia article where I'm just looking up every different Wikipedia article every single day. I understand. <laughs> I, I didn't know what you meant until I saw you doing the like, two fingers going like Wikipedia. that. Wikipedia.com. Dot com. Incredibly um, exciting. Here is Bob in Delaware. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ron. Great show. It is. Just, uh, with the, uh, since the Giants won the Super Bowl last year and if they played every game at home this year, then what would the Jets do? Great they point. Would be, uh, Jets? Penalized there. Yeah. Jets should be penalized. A. <laughs> I know they should. Because they're a stupid coach. B, because of the Tebow annoyance. But, you know, they that would be the only problem. But then yeah. uh, they would have to say this. Okay, Jets play their home games in Philly, the next closest <laughs> stadium. <laughs> or they could play over in Rutgers. It's up to them. That's fine. The Jets or, uh, could just, uh, if Giants are 1 o'clock, then the Jets have to be 4 o'clock or vice versa. I'm worried about traffic. I really am. Yeah, you're going to be different doubleheaders if you're going to one game. I mean, it won't well, be a doubleheader is different because normally people stay for both games. But in this case, no one who went to a Giants game <laughs> is staying for a Jet game. It's a unique problem that only those two teams would have. It's fine. How often are they going to win the Super Bowl anyway? Seems like pretty often. <laughs> well, at least the Giants. Jets are finally giving their press conference to the NFL to see why there's such fuck-ups today. That's going to be exciting. Well, they had to wait until uh, we got new tats and a tan. <laughs> Listen, Rex, go. Fuck, get some rest, and then we'll come fucking address everything. Uh, coming in here today, we're all excited about it. Big J Okerson is stopping by, and that means a casual dress day. Big J. Okerson, he's playing the Helium uh, Comedy Club in Philadelphia. That's uh, tomorrow and through Saturday. All right, great update there. Helium uh, Comedy Club in Philadelphia. Helium, one of the most uniquely named comedy clubs in history. Why isn't there a Nitrous Comedy Club and you're just taking whippets the entire time? You know, why don't you just be happy okay. with what you have, and that's Helium. <laughs> but Nitrous gets you high just for such a short amount of time. It does, and yet, as they claim, it's not all that good for you. <laughs> Hippie crack. That's yeah. All. You go inside that room for that short time uh, where you get stupid for a few moments, uh, and then off you go. Um, quite a bit to talk about today. The New Jersey uh, commuters freak out when the escalator changes direction. For some reason, everybody went into a blind panic instead of just riding it out. Yeah, they uh, start, everybody started running up a fucking reverse escalator. It was fucking, fucking funny as shit. It's not a reverse escalator. It's an the, escalator. It's an escalator going down. But yeah, people started running up it. Why wouldn't they just ride it down and say to themselves, safety first? Not, I have to be at that other point within seconds. They couldn't keep it together. Something fucking different happens and people can't fucking... Deal with it. I mean, it looks especially like the lady at the front, right? That uh, this whole fuck. This video shows you know the entire escalator going shitty. 
The woman keeps trying to walk upwards when she could just stand still and she'd be fine. She, would... she doesn't want to go down. <laughs> she wants to go in the direction she started going. She thinks she can beat the escalator, and you're not going to, lady. Well, at that point, it's a Stairmaster. It's no longer an escalator. It's just a place to stay in shape. Yeah, and everyone at the bottom of the escalator is like screaming, Oh, my God, something's horrible happening. Life as we know it has flipped. Physics no longer are true. No, that's clear. Just fucking went. I'd like to see an armed guard in front of every escalator in America. Fucking guy just starts lighting up the fucking escalator. President has it. Why can't we? I guess a little later on in the show, we'll play the Alex Jones uh, loses his shit and starts to babble like a fucking retard bit from TV. Everybody was very excited about that in the middle of the game. Too bad for him that he did it in the middle of a championship game. I don't know. I don't know who actually even watches the Piers show. I think I, I watched. I've watched it uh, once, no, twice. I've watched it twice. I tuned in for Charlie Sheen when he had like his meltdown or whatever. And they just showed up on Pierce Morgan before and, and didn't melt down there. I know. And then I watched like a little bit of after the fucking Connecticut shooting. And then, but he was just yelling at people about guns. I turned it off immediately. That's what started this. He went from yelling about guns to now being yelled at for guns. As you heard directly after the Connecticut shooting, I said nothing will take place in this country. People will yell or act like they're on their high horse, but then we'll let it go. They no longer will spend their time crying or suffering or handing out white balloons to heaven to each other. They'll just put it behind them waiting for the next time something comes out. And then they will yell the same <coughs> shit as last time. Yeah, well, I guess that um, was this weekend. So, at that point, I remember saying, could we just have a conversation about guns someday? And beyond guns, just violence in America. Maybe we should take a look at the movies. Lord knows I go to see enough violent movies, and I'm always ready to kill Chris Stanley and Fez Zero Watley. Oh, Jesus. Uh, the video games... The drugs, the lack of mental health care in this country, and guns. No, we're not going to look at anything uh, complicated. We're just going to freak out for a little while, have the weirdos scream at each other, and then go back to uh, normal. I like to say uh, hi to a friend of mine who likes to call into the show. His name is Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny. Oh, How are you? Good, pal. What's up? I just want to say that, Fez, you were on fire last night in the chat room. <laughs> Do Thank it here, you, Fez. What kind of stuff were you saying? I'd love to hear some of it. I think I was just commenting on the game and basically trying to take an attitude as, as bad as <clears throat> it got that uh, Notre Dame was still in this thing at some point. It's so bad because I tried to get you off the Notre Dame thing, get you on the pro game bandwagon. <laughs> This would have been a triumphant lap for you today. Uh, you could have stood up for your gay background, mm -hmm. or your wannabe gay background. <laughs> Soon to be. You could have had the, the high road. Instead, it's a, it's a day of depression. We tried not even to bring it up today, because, you know, the Catholics feel bad. 
Johnny had to drag us back into it. Thanks, Johnny. I just said Fez was on fire. Somehow during the night, Fez and I ended up getting married, by the way. We're, we're dating or, or married. I don't know what happened in the chat you know, room. A lot of that chat room silliness, you know what I mean? I don't know whether it should even be talked about later, but I know people say, like, this is my chat room wife. I'm like, I'm not part of that world. <laughs> Apparently, Fez is my chat room wife. <laughs> okay. I don't know how it happened. I, I don't think Fez does either. He said he went to go take a leak. He came back and we were married. You guys Again, cybering? It's very weird. It's like hearing from people back from Cabo, you know, like, <laughs> or, you know, they came in from Jamaica and they have that one long strand that they let the girl. You know, that's where you guys are at right now. The rest of us have been, you know, working or moving forward, so we don't completely get it. <sighs> yeah, man. Did I lose you, Johnny? Did I lose you? No, Fez? I'm here. Nope, oh. nope, I'm here. Okay. I was just lamenting on my my marriage. Yeah. And and just what was a great evening for me. I'm glad you guys had fun. Um, and it's nice when you're not that big of a fan, you can watch a, a fucking blowout like that. Uh, it was, I would have watched that if it was 152 to nothing. I would have just kept right on watching. Okay, Johnny. Thank you. Right, it almost was. There he goes. What, Johnny? Fez's chat room wife or husband. Very uncomfortable with that kind of talk. I would hope he'd be the husband, right? Or two husbands? I don't. This is too weird. I it's always hear that you're partners. very. Uh, excuse me. I said it's husbands, or it could be partners, or even uh, significant others. I don't think life partner gets used as much anymore. I think that's totally gotten shut, uh, uh, shortened down to partner. And what do cowboys call each other? Uh, partner, but with a D instead of a T. Was this like a lot of the chat room stuff last night? Is this where we were going with that? This is where I would do LOL. What about a raffle? But you do like the chat room stuff, right? Uh, yeah, I enjoy going into the chat rooms. Everyone really has a good time. And, and it's, well, I don't know. It probably kept me watching that horrible game last night. I probably would have just been so depressed that I just would have gone for a long walk in the cold. Well, glad it all worked out. Hicks, do you have something else in wrapping paper there? Uh, this is for young pips. Well, give it to him. I'll open it for him. He's very busy in the room. You're always opening other people's presents for them. <laughs> you can tell you never had any siblings. Oh, hell no. Oh, look at this. I'll accept this lovely love for pips. It's a nice Chicago Bears shirt. Chicago Bears t-shirt. What is it? Chicago Bears. The Cubs. Jesus H. Christ. Thank you. Oh, boy. Maybe you should let Pips open up his own presents. I appreciate it, Janice. Thank you. He calls Hicks Janice now. as <laughs> a weird nickname. Well, Fez, maybe you should start a chat room during the show. Well, I could do that, yes. Yes, I know you could. And maybe just chat about some of the things go, uh, going on on the show. Or do them here. Yeah. During this show. Speak up, dog. It's really hot in here today, isn't it? It's boiling. I can't tell what's happening. My temperature's all You see up. how the chat's starting? Oh, okay. It's... Old school chat rooms. 
Uh, peace up on the iBank today. Uh, Jeremy Lin and uh, Chandler Parsons are Biffles, or as we like to call them, the Hard Rock Johnny and Fez of the Houston Rockets. I think it looks embarrassing when guys are too physically buddied. These fun guys are tight, man. But uh, the, the, it looks like they have to constantly keep touching each other. They're beyond tight. This is an off-the-record couple. See, that's the other problem with... And, and this is why there is homophobia. Because if two guys become buddies, they have to do the no homo. You know what I mean? Like, you just can't say, hey, I miss Chris Stanley. You have to say, I miss Chris Stanley. No homo. No homo. Because, you know. Because two straight guys are, are suddenly <laughs> talked about as if they're gay. But I've, I've studied these images. These images are adorable to me, by the way. And I've been looking at these, and I even clicked the link on the iBang where there's more photos. You even did that? You even clicked the link on the iBang? Uh-huh. You are good at chat rooms. Chatting. And uh, there's the way that Chandler looks at Jeremy Lin, just some of the looks. I have been in straight crushes before. Where I've fallen in love with uh, a straight guy that doesn't know it. And, like, if you look at some of the other photos, like when a chick interrupts them to get their picture taken, you see all, you see that Chandler is just pissed as hell. It used to happen to me all the time if someone would intrude on the time between me and the crush I had. I'm looking at these photos. This is this is uh, actual love. This is beyond biffle love. But see, here's this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is why there's homophobia. This is why guys get homophobic. But I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying I this know is that, great. This is a great relationship. Because you feel the need to out these two self-professed straight guys, right? You lead the world... To homophobia, you lead guys to yell out, we're not gay. And, and hey, why did you fucking touch my shoulder, homo? You know what I mean? This is why guys feel the need when they go to the movies together to sit one seat apart. Yeah. As to signify people, the things Fez says aren't true. I know that you're not doing it for that matter. No, but, I'm trying to celebrate it. But... Why can't, if you really wanted to celebrate it, you should not post up a, oh, by the way, they're in love with each other and they're gay. They just don't know it yet. But do you see what I'm saying, Fez? I'm, yes, because that would, yeah, if, especially if it's not true, it's going to make people really uncomfortable. And it'll make them uncomfortable even in their own friendship. Like they're going to have to watch what they're doing. Well, it's what they, I, I've made them paranoid. Well, not just them paranoid, but now, let's say, if Pips and Chris eat lunch together every day, and the rest of us joke about it, they have to stop. They'll like, fuck this. No, no. I'm eating at my desk. <laughs> they won't feel the need for friendship because people like you, Fez, and I don't think that you mean it to do that, but you go and place something on it that doesn't exist uh, there. Hey, let's go to Chipotle. Chipotle, no homo. Um, here's Brian. Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Whoops, let me try again. Uh, Brian, go ahead. Fezzy, I feel like I need to be your gay life coach. 
Why, why are we outing people, Fez? Well, I'm not... I, I am speaking you from did. a unique perspective that no one else in this room has of being in love with somebody. And I, but let me take you back to that. Remember we all used to laugh about the way you felt about that person? Oh, yeah. And how you uh, used to yell out, no, we're just friends all the time. Why would, and you were uncomfortable with it, and certainly the person that you had this uncomfortable crush on was so uncomfortable with it that he hasn't spoken to you in how many years? Uh, probably five or six. Oh, more than that. Um, because people tend to make their little jokes. Oh, there's Chris Stanley and Pips. Must be lunchtime for the lovers. <laughs> what are you eating today, Dirk? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just fucking so, get the sandwich. Don't you see that even though you're not meaning to, you're spreading homophobia paranoia? I could see where some small-minded people would think that. Well, then you're calling me small-minded. No, because you're not taking it as a bad thing. I, I'm trying to explain to you by acting like every time two people are friends. And by the way... This always happens with girls in, like, middle school. Two girls that are, like, the quiet girls that just do everything together. And everybody be like this. Lesbos. Lesies. Those two went lesy. <laughs> but they're in each other's pussies. Um, here's uh, Sean. Sean, you're on the Run of Fez show. I find it ironic that if it's called gay, Fez calls it bullying, but... He can call every celebrity he comes across gay, and he's just making an observation. You've got that totally wrong. I said bullying is when people use the other F word. I've, no, never, said that. I've said... never said that calling someone gay is wrong. There's nothing wrong with being gay, and there's nothing wrong with the word gay. You said people use gay as an insult. Calling people gay and using like when people say gay glee, people. that's gay. She's gay. Or, or if they use it, yeah, all right. If they use Fez's, it derogatory, or Hicks's sneakers are gay. What the fuck? They're Nikes. Yeah, Nikes. <laughs> Michael Jordan wore Nikes. Michael Jordan <laughs> running around in his shorts. Oh, look who loves Michael Jordan. No, no. no the other gay. I just appreciate his. Oh, no. I appreciate him. I mean like that. I'm not gay. That's exactly how you meant it. <laughs> so that's the thing that I hate about our show, is that I think that we spread intolerance and, and homophobia. These guys are just dogs. That's all. Uh, I don't know. Fez might be right. They might be a couple of queers. Look at them. <laughs> Fez is right. Set off the fucking queer alarm. We should have a. My point is that they're. Uh, this is an adorable couple, whether they're friends. Yeah. Or yeah, uh, I'm with you. Queer intimate. alarm. I'm sorry. What? Or intimate. Okay, let me do the joke now. Yeah, queer alarm. So what we should do is when Fez spots this, we have a clear alarm. All right. Queer alarm. We could shoot off. Got it. Should be like this. Queer alarm. Queer alarm. I think that George Clooney and. Uh, Brad Pitt need a queer alarm. Oh, they're always like playing pranks on each other. They're like, we should do a movie together. Isn't it great being a Hollywood stud? Um, here's Paul, Strong Island. You're on running fist. Fezzy, when are you going to tell Ron to go fuck himself? Tell me to go fuck myself, Fez. Do it. About what? 
Queer alarm. Queer alarm would be perfect example. Say it, Fez. Well, we don't need a queer alarm. We could have some sort of gaydar alert. How uh, would that be? Like when you want to out people, just gaydar? No, it, it, it would be if it was a legitimate question asked to me, do I think someone's gay? Let me ask you, Pips and Chris Stanley, they eat lunch together every day. It's, yeah, it's fucking Chipotle's right in the fucking, in the building. Chipotle. <laughs> you know what? We should keep an eye on our weight. Let's go to Chipotle. Not what I have there. I need um every type of bean you got. Um, I know you got mayonnaise back there somewhere. <laughs> Keep looking. Can I get two types of meats? Um, Tom, Kansas, showing the run of Fez show. Hey, I understand this may uh, this is not the realm of understanding to you, Ron. But at work, man, what you would call my biffle, we play up to that uncomfortability with the older guys. We act gay together. Now, there's certain lines you can't touch dick or nothing like that, but we'll pat each other on the ass, put our arms around each other, and it's the single most funniest fucking thing ever when the old guy looks at us and just is in disgust and walks away. Hey, you know what would be so funny? You two start blowing each other. <laughs> no, there's no Seriously, that would be so fucking funny. Eat, the, eat your no. boy's ass out. <laughs> You know, it's a joke. It's a funny joke. <laughs> that would be funny if I just no! fucking take my hard copy. You're and fuck fucking you in the gay, ass. dude. You <laughs> like no touching your yes. dude, boy. There may be some intentions. I don't see it, though. Um, you don't see it. You're all over each other. Here's Jim and Bama. You're on the Run and Face show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. I never heard of a joke, a bro job before. Yeah, uh, bro job. But, uh, yeah, but anyway. Um, Hey, Fezzi, are you going to apologize to the, the people of Alabama for your, your bullying uh, um, statement yesterday? Said everybody down here was illiterate. They had to have that, the score read to them. Or are you just going to be a bully? No, Alabama is uh, highly ranked in illiteracy in this country. Does that mean every there, person there? No, not no everyone. Isn't that what bullying is? Isn't that what prejudice is when you take one single case and put it to a bunch of people? I guess that's stereotyping. Yeah. Hello! Uh, Pat, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. I want to ask you, uh, how long do you think before Nick Saban uh, makes that announcement? He's going for that $15 million a year in Cleveland. I think it's not a smart idea for him to jump up at $15 million a year. I mean, he's making, what, $5, 6000000 million a year where he is right now. Uh, and... He is going to be ranked as maybe the greatest college coach of all time. If not, you've already got to put him in the top five. Already. Already he goes in the top five. We have three national championships at this point. Three in four years. Three in four years. No one's ever done that before. It's pretty nuts. And if you go back and you bring up the Bear Bryants and the Newt Rockies, blah, 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 you could easily argue... He's doing it in a much more competitive time. They, the one of the stats they threw out last night was Bear Bryant has six national championships. Saban has four altogether, I think. Um, but the Bear did it like in over twenty years. Right. All right. Good fact check. So, so that, go ahead. So he may stick around just to try to uh, if he's rolling him in this quick. Stick around just to try to top the bear. 
There you have it. He uh, could stick around and try to win more championships than Bear Bryant. Or just stick around because he likes it there and he's having a lot of success. Either way, no one ever remembered him as one of the great pro coaches of all time. He has a chance to make his mark, though, in college football. Uh, I think he's insane to fuck with that. 15-17 in his NFL career. 154-55 and 55 in his college career. It's a fucking hell of a fucking rate right there. Yeah. I don't think he goes to the Browns. Uh, why would you? Why would you go and just fucking go to a place where all of a sudden within you know five weeks everybody's going to yell that you're a bum? <laughs> Look at Steve Spurrier. He was a legend <laughs> in college football. They hated him in Washington. Hated his fucking guts. Uh, Jason, you're on the Ron Fest show. Yeah. Hello. What can we do for you, Jason? You're on the air. Oh, it's Nathan, but uh, I just wanted to say there was another head coach that had three uh, national titles in, in four years. Give us the fun fact. Yeah, it's Tom Osborne, 94, 95, 97. There you go. Thank you very much, my friend. Tom Osborne, everybody knows him from Black Sabbath. But then he had a pretty great solo career. Oz Ozzy Osborne. That's Ozzy Osborne. Right. Tom Ozzy Osborne. No, it was Tom William Osborne. He's going off the rails in a crazy train. I always like it when I have friends that like uh, Ozzy and bring up Crazy Train to him. You mean like Crazy Train? No, he's got a lot of other better songs. But that's the hit. Like that whole Mom, I'm Coming Home thing. He's got a lot of other great songs. There was one time that I uh, worked in radio that every time someone's friend died, they would call in and request the mom, I'm coming home. For every OD or a guy that load, laid down his motorcycle. Man, there's nothing else. He's like every, okay, so every person who's died prematurely liked that song. You think he'd go more personal to the person who died. They, they just <laughs> go for mom, I'm coming home. Before that, it was a straight free bird. You know, I was working down south at the time, so they were like, free birds flying right now. <laughs> He gone, but he's always gonna be remembered. Great. Here's my biffle. Your biffle. My biffle dead. Your biffle didn't like anything besides my fucking. My biffle dead. No homo. My biffle's dead. No homo. Rory. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. by the way, that was. Uh, Frenchie was the one constantly interrupting them. Uh, Fez didn't like that. The interruption was that was his actual girlfriend. Oh, okay. That's not an interruption then. That's yeah, it was. It, it just was a relationship. Early days of insanity. Uh, this I'd never heard of happening before. But Adele had the number one album again. It sold more in its second year than anything else did in its first year. That's not good news for the fucking music industry. I mean, great news for Adele. Adele's like this. Why would I make another album when this one's still the biggest selling album this year? Let's see how 2013 treats me. I mean, Thriller didn't even do that. Yeah, this this is I can't, couldn't have happened. This has to be the first time ever. Well, it's the first since they started keeping this kind of record. Oh boy. 
It's very strange, though, isn't it? Well, also, I think we're still going. We're in that place where singles are still selling more with the whole iTunes thing, where fucking people would rather just buy a single and like fucking gang. Well, even Rob Cross, when we came in as for album of the year, he's in radio and was like, "I'm really more about songs." Yeah, yeah, he was. He was like, "The entire album didn't really grab me this year." But I had plenty of yeah, songs that one, I liked. That was, by the way, I loved doing that show and had so much fun. But no one stunned me the way Rob did that day. That was pretty crazy. And that, then the fact that we all forgot Alabama Shakes. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was this year. Fuck. Yeah. That used to be uh, Kathleen from the Bronx. Fucking, uh, she called it her shit. Oh, nice. She was always going, bless my soul. Bless my heart, bless my soul. You know, you're really not supposed to say that about yourself. You know, it's supposed to be like, God bless my uh, heart. It's almost like saying, I'm just adorable. I'm just the sweetest little thing. There's some things that (laughs) can be said about you, but you can't say yourself. Like, I despise when anyone ever says, I'm a great guy. Uh, No, you're not. Uh, here's another thing that I've never believed when people say it. I'm a good father. Because normally, like, I think if you were a good father, you're like this all the time. Oh, God, I fucked up. I fucked up three people's lives because I'm so stupid. No one's... Anyone who goes around going like, I'm a good father, is probably the great Santini. Where they're just bouncing <laughs> a basketball <laughs> off their kid's face. I'm teaching these kids skills. I'm fucking tough. They're going to fucking love me for this later on. What things can you not say about yourself? If uh, you say if like you're, I, I'm, I say if someone says they're pretty good looking, if someone says that. You can't say I'm an attractive person. That will fucking turn people off immediately. That'll fucking start pissing people off. You know, here's another one. I don't think that you should say I'm funny. <laughs> that makes you look like an asshole. Because when I uh, had my club, People would call up and like, I don't understand when I'm not booked. I'm really funny. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Just saying that makes me feel like you're not. Now, you can say I'm a good basketball player. Well, that's you, that's discernible. If you, you see, if you have good stats, or if you can just play basketball, so you say. don't think Brian Regan can walk around and say, "I'm funny." He is hysterical, but, but if he starts he, going around saying that, he's it makes you feel dick. like he's not. Yeah. You're like, I don't know, Brian. Just the way you said that. Look, someone's full of themselves. I don't think you could ever. You should ever say you're a good Christian. Like even if you go to church all the time, because and, just by being a Christian, you should always feel like you're falling short. Right. You're, See, that's, that's the whole premise. Of yeah, it. that's what I mean about saying that you're a good dad or you're a good person. When when someone says I'm a good Christian, my whole family, my whole family fears God. Um, yeah, that that seems weird. It seems like you say I'm trying to be. Or I'm attempting to be, but when you say that you are, uh, it just sounds bad. Uh, Murray in Tennessee, you're on the Run of Face show. I couldn't agree with you guys more. I, I think a quite, just a little bit more extreme. I think somebody who brags about like having money or a big cock or something like that is typically quite the opposite. So when so someone says, I have a giant thick cock, you don't think that's something that can be measured? Uh, they could probably hit the bottom of a tuna can, but, you know. See, that's the thing. So that makes you feel. Now, by the same thing, I hate to hear men talk about how 
ashamed they are of their penis or how bad they are in bed or bad with women. I find that disgusting. I just can't make my girlfriend come. I What's don't know what it is about me. Maybe it's my tiny... Just stop it with that. What's the deal with the clitoris? Where is it? There is a very famous comedy writer that I'm like, you have to get off that, dude. You have to stop that. It's fucking annoying and boring. Um... Kate, Cincinnati, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Um, I can't stand when people like on Facebook or even in person will announce how perfect their relationship is. I feel like uh, it's not really anyone else's business. And frankly, I think you're just trying to reassure yourself because everyone else has a great relationship, too. I don't have to go announce my love for my husband in front of the whole world all the time. And you also run the problem of jinx when you do that. Like yeah. you could be jinxing it. It's like if you... Brag about your health. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, exactly. You're fucking... You get diagnosed with something terrible. You get this yeah. fucking killer flu. Why bring it up? Why bring it up? Why go around... Let going, it just happen. I have perfect blood. And I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. <laughs> I never get sick. I never have too many white blood cells. Oh, God. <laughs> I never do. I think, uh, they're I think a lot of times bit. they're just doing it to reassure themselves that they're in an okay relationship. See, I, everyone I, else just everyone else just because that's life. because they're freaked out that there is something wrong with their relationship. Yeah. Um, that I always cringe with the big over the top proposal, where you know, like no, that's now as a proposal. You know what I mean? Like it used to be. Oh, did you hear? We got engaged last night. But now everybody would see it take place. Yeah. Th this You'd is... be like, yeah, I was watching TV like, when that happened. If your shit doesn't go viral, you're seen as a fucking unromantic asshole. I think to some people. Because like some people... like There's plenty of YouTube videos of people proposing fucking in ridiculous fucking over-the-top ways. Where the whole neighborhood comes out dancing. Um, here's uh, Gary. Gary, you're on the run of first show. Oh, yeah, Ron. One I really hate is when Fez says I'm a great liar. But he is. He is. Um, Maximum, you're on Ron Fez. Yeah, Ronnie, doesn't it kind of come down to humility? Can you really go around saying you're great at anything without seeming like an asshole? There, it is. You know, I think you could say I'm a good accountant. And no one's going to get pissed off at you like yeah, you, that. Okay. You want to find a good account. Like, yeah. Yo, are you? I, I don't think that that's a, uh, a, a problem. Um, oh, some things you actually can't brag about. Like, I like an athlete that fucking brags about his shit. Um, and backs it up. Who isn't a fucking, you know, some fucking one-and-done motherfucker. Someone just wrote in to me here. Does Fez realize him bringing up the engagement thing again has nothing to do with this topic? I'm just glad that he's in on it. I know he likes to go back to the public engagement things, but I see you saying stuff, and I'm going to bring that up to Rob later. I'm like, Fez was saying stuff today. A lot of stuff. Plenty. Um, here's our buddy Cigars and uh, Scotch. And one of my pet peeves are people that have to announce that they're smart, or when they're giving you advice, they'll preface it with, you know, I'd like to think I'm smarter than the average guy, so here's what I... Oh. I'm smart! Not like they say, but smart! I can do things. I could do things? <laughs> Why am I in Vegas? Really? You got your father fucking shot up. Uh, so basically, what is something that you should never 
brag about. This is something I fucking done plenty of times, which I realize is annoying. By the way, I don't like running in the fucking hall here because this whole fucking room shakes. Mm -hmm. People fucking lose their shit fucking just running like madmen constantly around here. Mm. Shit's supposed to be fucking soundproof. and hear it fine. But bragging how much you can drink or fucking like last night I drank fucking 17 fucking beers and you know. But fucking, I can. I know. I know. You should be able to do that. Not you know where you it. find the most fucking braggarts like that is in a meeting. Like when people are going like, I sat down once and I did a fucking pound of pure coke. And every fucking time I'm like this. I must have been some shitty coke then. I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> I don't want to fucking, you know what I mean? I don't want to act like, hey, my Coke was the best, but it was the fucking best. Like, I literally feel exactly the same as them. That's like, as soon great. as they do that, what I bitch about, I will fucking do right back at <laughs> Dude, you've never seen acid. No one in your generation has. But I'm talking fucking four-way, melt-your-face acid. Fuck, I wish I had some of that. Um, Eric, you're on the run of Fed show. Hey, Ron, did you just take a vague shot at Jim Norton? How do you say that? Well, he said there's a comedy writer who uh, mocks out their own body and talks about how they're, uh, they don't get women off. That's Rob Norton's material. Oh, I was talking about Judd Apatow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's go over here to uh, Victor. Victor, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, fellas, how you doing? Uh, I had a friend that used to brag about how magnanimous he was. He used to tell us all the things he would do for people without letting them know. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> That's really great. That's really fucking funny. Well, some, some people will be, they will tell you all the great things that they've done for their family. I sent my mom a check. Okay. You know what I mean? I did it. I sent my mom a check. Right. And I'm like, That's your mom. I don't know why you're fucking telling me. Shouldn't this. be expected if you got the cash to carry your mom. I said to my mom, "Look in the mailbox, and you're going to see a check." And I told her, uh, "Keep that between us." But do you're not. I don't want anyone to know that I sent my mom a check. But you're telling me this now. Um, James, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, I don't, I don't even have one, but it really bothers me when I hear someone brag about how many radio shows they have. I think three is okay, but if you bring up more than that, you know what I mean? You're just being a dick. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice round number three. It's good. Yeah, three. Three is my favorite number. Uh, Bill, you're on the Run of Fish show. Hey, what's going on, buddies? Yeah. Uh, I don't like when people say they're the biggest fan of anything, because how do you measure that? Like, what, do you get a tattoo on your face? I am the biggest Big Bang Theory fan. What? Right now. Really? Yeah, I watched the episode where they're all supposed to be so smart, but streetwise, they're naive. Oh, I think that's every episode. Why do you got to put them down like that? <laughs> By the way, I haven't seen the new Apatow movie. This is 40. Huh? This is 40, right? Why do you got to brag about knowing the fucking title? What's the, the difference? It's the, name of the it's new, new Apatow movie. The name of the, this is 40, Paul Rudd. But I do know that Sam, um, from the Sam show, was a big fan. And that made me... Th and, you know, I am Albert Brooks's biggest fan. Oh. No one is a bigger fan than me. Really? Nobody. 
on all the films on DVD and such? No. Okay. But I will see them on TV. Like, if they're on cable, I'll hit TiVo. Yeah, all right, DVR that shit. Yeah. It's all in the cloud But anyway, anyway, Sam was writing some good stuff about it. And I'm like, Sam's got me thinking. I want to get out there and see this movie. I think I've seen all of Abitow's films, so I'm definitely going to watch it eventually. There's only three up to this point, right? There's four? And I haven't seen them all. I would not watch The 40-Year-Old Virgin because when that came out, I was having weird Fez things like... Oh. I should be a better friend to Fez. But I've been so good to him. If I told you some of the things I'd done for that man. Oh, really? Actually, Fez and I, I think we're at a, it's a passive-aggressive kind of despising. All right. It's an evolution. Yeah. Of the we're moving in <laughs> different directions. I've done four films. Uh, 40 Year Old Virgin, Knocked Up, Funny People, and This is 40. All right, I've only really seen Knocked Up all the way through, and I loved it. So I am his biggest fan. Watched the first half of Funny People. First half of Funny People is great, and I do turn it off. Yeah, I think I guess when he gets the... When his wife shows up. Uh... And I mean Apatel's. <laughs> it's not her fault. I should give 40 Year Old Virgin a shot. Very funny. Um... Here's Stumpy. You're on the run of Fez show. Hey, it's gone. I'll tell you what, truck drivers are the fucking worst, man. You'll be sitting there, oh, I've driven so many million miles, or I drove from the East Coast to the West Coast and back without fucking sleep, or, you know, I've done this, or I've done that. Fuck you, just drive the goddamn truck. You, know, you never will take, talk to a truck driver who said, uh, it takes me nine days to get across the country. No. I have to pull over a lot. I got to get my eight hours in. I'm, I'm going to be... Safe here. Now, we have it up as bragging. I don't even know if I would even consider it bragging. It's just things that you shouldn't say about yourself. Um, things that just don't seem well. A guy saying that he's really good in bed. You know what a lot of guys will brag about, right? Is cunnilingus. Like, I'll fucking make him come all day long, dude. Yeah, there are a lot of guys who will just sit around and talk about how fantastic they are. I had one friend who goes like this, I'm probably the oldest virgin you'll ever meet. And I couldn't pick up a woman. And he says to me, and now I can't pick up a man. <sighs> That's some crazy bragging. Yeah. I guess it's just, you're asexual. There was, if there's ever a thing on asexuals online, people send it to me and write, this is Fez. Someone's telling me about an asexual documentary that's on like Netflix. I'll give it a, give it a look. So people are obsessed with that with you, Tim? They'll, they'll talk about the asexual thing. Why don't they just send it directly to Fez? I'll send it to Fez. You got the Netflix? I'll send it over to you. I don't have Netflix. You should give it a shot. Um... Here's a bike, Rhode Island. You're on the run of Fest show. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. You're on the run of Fest. Lost you. Here's Isaac. You're on the run of Fest show. Buddy, you sound like a million. Good. Hey, uh, Judd Apatow wrote Celtic Pride with Dan Aykroyd and Damon Wayans. Yeah. Really, really bad movie. I, I throw that out there I for you I disagree. Uh, 
when they when they kidnap Damon Wayans. It's pretty exciting. And then at the end, they kidnap uh, who is it? What's it? Who is it? Oh, Jeter or somebody? Yeah, somebody. Somebody. They kidnap somebody. There's a felon. A felony occurs. What's the guy on the left there <laughs> name? Oh, that's uh, Daniel Stu. No. Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern, yeah. There are times that he can be terrific, but he's just awful in that movie. <laughs> he's just making the most ridiculous humans don't make that face faces. I saw that I, movie I'm having him. people write into me. You're bringing up the people shouldn't brag, and then Fez brings up public engagement again. How does that happen? He's involved today, aren't you, Fez? Yes, and it went along with what the woman was talking about on the phone. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that. What kind of fruit do we have? Do we have like some kind of like a melon, like a cold melon plate? Like there'll be like honeydew and watermelon and cantaloupe. I don't have any of those fruits on hand. That's weird. If we had a cold melon plate here, yeah. it could take care of thirst and hunger. Oh man, I'd love to have some. Because this on there fucking too. heat that we have in here, I'm just draining waters. Look, I feel like I'm dying. I'm just fucking, I feel like my brain is just... I feel like geez. the CIA got me. Oh, I'm shit. just fucking sweating it out. <laughs> Made you smoke like a fucking poison cigarette, like that KGB guy got fucking murked out a few years ago. I saw a thing yesterday. A guy in Chicago, regular guy, store owner or something, he wins a million bucks in the lottery. Nice. And... Not, then, like, the next day or whatever, drops dead. They look into it later. They find out it was, like, cyanide poisoning. So what? they know it's going to be somebody... Close to him? Yeah, who, who is. was going to get the check. It's not like a regular robbery. It's Whoa. somebody who wanted to check. How fucking dumb are you to kill him the next day? The weird thing is they got away with it for quite some time. Because people aren't used to cyanide poisoning things. I guess they'll it's a very for it rare. Normally. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> rare thing to happen. So they're going to actually like zoom the body and start to look for stuff. Win lottery is just fucked. It's sometimes. like a fucking house. This was I, I know where I saw it. And I was up on Gawker, and they brought up on this thing. It's fascinating how fucked up your life will get if you win the lottery. There's this yeah, there's a show like uh, Lottery Changed My Life and they had like, the bad edition and just like this little guy in Florida who like like a bunch of his family members got killed, he got kidnapped and murdered and just for like, like a couple million dollars. Because people are mad at you because they don't think you deserve the money. You know what I mean? They act like one of us just hits. No, we're killing that fucker and his family. I think with the last giant Powerball, uh, one of the winning tickets, those people had like a proxy show up and get the big check. Smart. They just didn't want to be seen. Like sent over their accountant or lawyer or something? Something like that. Yeah, but the word's still going to get out, dude. You can't get around that because it's official. It released the, the name. The, the, the state states. has to release the name. Josh, you're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, Ron, Fed. Love you guys. Now, I just want to say that uh, it seems like every time we talk to somebody who brags all the time, they're always the biggest victim, too. They always talk about how bad their life is. It is one of the things that when you get around people who love to talk about their bad health and they don't understand why people don't want to be around them, 
That's all you got to talk about, man. We're all fragile. This fucking thing that you're constantly bringing up, this number and that number, no. Everyone likes the guy who's like, I'm okay, when you can see that he obviously isn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone wants to see that guy who drags himself to work through the snow. That's right. Oh, don't worry about me. I'm okay. Show some gumption. Um, uh, here's one from Cletus, who, like, quite frankly, never has many good posts. But he puts, <laughs> people who brag about being tall when, seriously, you just got lucky. <laughs> it really is a funny thing to brag about height. That's fucking funny. Um, I'm just a cum cocktail, man. But then there's like a only that only goes up to a certain height. Like if someone's like extremely tall, they don't want any attention brought to it. So what height? Uh you you'll hear a lot. I'm a six footer. Or I you that's know. considered average. Six five six six. I think you could pull off the. All right, you're not freakish yet. You're a big man though. Yeah, that's like you're you're yeah. doing all right. And then you're still able to say, look, i got to spread my shit out here. All right? But if you start saying, I'm 6'8", I'm 6'9", now you're a fucking freak. <laughs> now you're a banana-figured freak. Did you see how tall that guy was? Um, and then Cletus says, also said, I only brag about liking the movie Zardoz. Well, it is a fine fucking film. Um... Jerk Store Sean says, I don't like when people act like they're animal saviors by posting horrible pics of dogs on Facebook to get people to adopt. <laughs> Why don't you fucking adopt the thing? <laughs> That's really funny, too. Don't brag about your kids. They're supposed to be good, and you're supposed to like them. Liz says, when her husband doesn't get uh, her or a joke, I say, well, Ron Bennington thinks I'm funny, so what the fuck do you know? Good comeback. Very good comeback. Um, Joe, you're on the run of Fez show. I am the best gay radio co-host ever. All right, unless you're calling from Alkio, that's just not true. Um, here's Oscar. You're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. I uh, I think it's pretty unbecoming conversation when someone always talks about oh how hard they had it. I was so poor and and uh, and etc. Well, here's what's really funny. At the last Republican thing, people bragged about how hard their parents came up. So we're exactly. almost one generation away from that. But you have now you still can say, you know, my father was born without a goddamn thing. But if I started saying like what we didn't have when I was a kid, I'm sure my parents would be furious. <laughs> what are you talking about? You had shit. Don't worry. You you got things. <laughs> you may have um, pretty good for yourself. Steven comes up with, I'm an easy person to get along with. I do hate that, too. Uh, Ollie in Chicago says, uh, I hate people who insist their playlist is better from the party than mine. Nah. You're at my house. Don't fuck with my stereo with your condescending hands. Ollie, you, every fucking playlist you have has sticks in it. Of course somebody else is going to want to step in. Enough with the sticks. Um, Holly brings up, I hate when people brag about a celebrity birth, wedding, breakup. 
Like they know these people. I think that's, I think you're making a Fez connection there. I think that's a really long stretch. Uh, but then again, I'm very easy to get along with. Very, Higgs, you know this. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking easy going, dude. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't I, I fucking mind shit. <laughs> but that's me. Ronnie, easy peasy. Ronnie, easy Jesus. Peace. You know what? I'll have an egg salad for dinner. Let's not even make a big deal about it. Mm. You know what? Tap water's good for me. Because I'm easy to get along with. Room temperature. I'll sleep on the couch. Don't even get me a blanket and a pillow. I'll just sleep like this. You ever slept on somebody's fucking couch before and they don't get you a blanket? Yeah. I've had that happen, too. You wake up and the next time. Sorry about that. Never forget it. <laughs> And they will go in when they're nice, comfortable room, and they're fucking just wrapped in fucking blankets. Oh, that sounds so comfortable. But they say the whole thing about that is you don't understand other people have feelings or needs. Uh, lacking empathy. Yeah. Serial I, killers have that. I had someone crash in my house this weekend, gave him a pillow and a fucking blanket. You know, because uh, you're easy going. Thank that you. show you open. Hey, my house is open. To anybody? Yeah, I'm like, look at all this weed and liquor I got. Well, the liquor's almost gone. The weed is too. But we'll see what we can get out of these bottles. Everything's gone from Christmas. The money, the fucking pants. <laughs> oh are no, all no, 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 no. The, uh, the money's my, there. My mom would always say this when she would be mad at us. I would take the food out of my mouth for you kids. And we'd always be like, that's exactly <laughs> what you do. Don't. It's disgusting. You fucking birds or what? Um, Jake, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, people who brag about where they're from, like, hey, I'm from Texas. Well, who, who gives a fuck? Well, or, or I'm from Astoria, Queens. Big ups, baby. But A-town. it's a really interesting point because look at Americans, where we somehow act because we were born in America. We are better than the rest of the world because we were taught that way in fucking school. Mm-hmm. This Number is one. the greatest country in the world. Imagine how obnoxious that is to say that to the rest of the world. Well, the rest of the world hates Americans from everything. That's how we sell every war. Uh, it's a nice quick shot there. And Fez is right. We do like we are always on the uh right side of everything. Um here's uh Steve, San Francisco, you're on my Fez. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, uh, when people try to brag for you and they go, they go over the top and they just they try to make try to basically try to make themselves look good. I was I told somebody at a party one night that Chris Stanley makes the best cherry pie on the East Coast, <laughs> and now they want him to make some. I'll make them a cherry pie. See if they like it. I just took pictures off Google Image and I sent that to them and I said Chris Stanley made this for me. <laughs> well, that looks pretty good. Not really. I find it disgusting. I find cooked fruit, oh, just the idea of it. Oh, man, like, not like a berry You're pie? cooking fruit. It's just sick. Like a bunch of berries in a pie? You don't like that? Berry pie. Yeah, it's good. You're the only fucking human who's ever used that. No. Nope. Could be blueberry, strawberry. You just say berry no, like, as like, if there's no... Like like all different kinds of berry. Yeah, like raspberry, blackberry, blueberry, all in one pie. Doesn't exist. Yes, it does. It's out in Queens. It's delicious. Berry pie. It's very good. I think it's wild berry pie. I think that's what the exact name is. <laughs> I'll look it up. <laughs> Wildberry was your fucking nickname. 
Um, Kev says, I hate it when parents brag about how good their kids do in school. Um, Olive in Chicago says that Tony Soprano always said, remember when is the lowest form of conversation. That's really fucking funny. <laughs> um, Queen Elizabeth brings up a people will turn down, talk about things they've turned down because they don't need charity or gifts. Brian from Connecticut brings up GPA horse. Oh, I don't even understand that shit. I had a three nine. Great. So I don't even bring that up. I had two seven. I hate when uh, women brag about how much their husbands make. Good. Now, what the fuck do you do? Women brag about that? My husband. That's pretty shitty. There was this... Um, there was this thing down in my, the old Miami Beach jokes with the Jews that these... Uh, Jewish women were down there talking about their sons. And one was saying, my son is the most prominent doctor in New York City right now. I mean, his practice is through the roof. They call him. They call him. Wow. And they need him. And the next Jewish mother says, uh, well, my son is the, the most famous lawyer in New York City. I mean, the biggest cases come up and he gets a call. They said, yeah, what does your son do? And she goes, well, he's just a busboy, but he is fucking the, the most prominent doctor and the most well-known lawyer in New York. And that goes to show you that, uh, that homo could bring anything right down to the bottom. Um, here's uh, Lorenzo. You're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, I guess the ultimate form of the braggers is the one-upper. Every time you tell them a story, they got to one-up you. So it just doesn't matter. You know what? I, I went to school with a guy like that. Everything you brought up, he had to make it bigger. He had to make it even larger than the guy before him. See what I just did there? That's what they do. They will always bring up, you tell a crazy story, then they want to tell you about a crazy guy that they went to school with. And now you're like... Uh, now we're all listening to the second story in a row. And it's a lack of imagination. It's a lack of, hey, where else can I take this? It's almost like, oh, it's potato chip time. So let's all take out our potato chips at the same time. Some fucking pretzels, dog, or some fucking cheese doodles, right? Yeah. They're delicious. And now, still, they're still salty. Here, Here's the other thing. The guy who tries to figure out a metaphor mm -hmm. and explain the easy metaphor to everyone. And he feels like he made the layup. It's a fucking tip in. The ball was already going in when you jumped up. I'm gonna fucking pad these tipped. stats, dog. And I had a guy that went to school that was crazy with that. He would always try to be the metaphor guy, and then sometimes he would just go like this. Uh, coming up in just a little bit, Big Jay Ogerson's coming in, and you know his shit gonna be crazy today. Cray. Like Kanye says, cry. What do we got to plug on the uh, on the site? We got anything big going on? Well, I'm loving this fucking 42. 42 posters, Dorman Hall of Fame. See, this is going to fuck you up, but I didn't go to college. 
So I'm not familiar with the dorm room hall of fame. Mm-hmm. Well, these are just all like the fucking most popular posters. These are the posters you find in every single dorm room because at least the SUNY Purchase, there was just a guy would come to the campus and just sell fucking posters. I had no idea this. And Poster Man would come to down. <laughs> yeah, Poster Man! <laughs> oh shit, Posters! Poster Man's on the mall. Let's go. Come on, like five <laughs> bucks. This is totally worth it. So these are the most famous posters of all time. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to go over and see it on a 42, or if you can help us out here, it's 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, or post it up on the iBang, and you are, you're sure that these are the ones. All right, let's go through them, uh, top and across. What do we got there? I've never seen this <laughs> This is uh, just a nice rack poster and beer pong, fucking balls, and it says, get your balls wet. Um, beer pong, very popular in college. But this made it, it, it seem like her your gonads were going to get wet against her vagina. Mm-hmm. Yep, because you're fucking getting that dick wet, son, playing that beer pong. So, <laughs> beer pong is celebrated. Oh, goddamn, Kotsi. I hated it, but I ended up playing a bunch of it because fucking literally everyone in every party is like, hey, let's play some fucking beer pong. I was like, I was terrible. How about we drink like men? No. Um, just How about we con- can't act like losers drink? Constant fucking beer pong. Since we're here to drink. Why are we acting like it's a problem? I, I'm just so bad at it. It's just it, I never hit shit. My hand-eye coordination's fucked. But well, you're not, you're not exactly an athlete. All right, what's next? Uh, the, the classic absolute vodka fucking bottle. That's just an ad, though. Pfft, doesn't matter. It's still, it was a fucking really popular poster. People love their fucking vodka. Anything fucking alcohol-related was going up on someone's wall. Do we got any of the ads here anymore? Do we still yeah. do that? It's in the uh, it's in the bin. The flu is odging me out. <sighs> the flu is fucking fucked up every aspect. Of I don't even body. think I have the flu. I think what I have right now is influenza. Ugh, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I see the fucking ad, it says influenza. Like, oh, that's where flu came from. <laughs> I'm fucking so dumb. <laughs> they, took, they just took the middle of the actual fucking word. But you know, flu doesn't sound bad, but influenza ma- almost makes you scratch it yourself. Yeah, it's scary. It's like the most disgusting thing that's ever happened. Like this is a serious problem I might have. Thank you, boy. And then there's the classic fucking Einstein with the tongue out. Friendly Einstein. That's happy. for the smarter kids who maybe party a little bit less. Okay, so they can be like Einstein had fun too. Exactly. Like, oh, I never saw that picture before. I'm fucking 18. Einstein, here's the thing that fucks you up about Einstein. He may be the smartest man who's ever lived, but also might seem like the most likable guy who ever lived. <laughs> There's cool. something about him that is just like grandpa friendly. So brilliant and so fucking affable and just he always he never heard anything bad about him. It's like, like the same with me. It's fucking great. Like, you know how I'm always easy going and everybody likes me. He's going Ronnie B. Yeah. And there's, here's, here's just the generic fucking chick with her ass hanging out in some pants. But the, for some reason, this poster caught on big time. Now, the, the amazing thing is it's a golden tan, and it looks like she tans with her ass out. Oh, yeah. This woman's not one more panties when she's in the tan booth. No, I'm dying to see her face, too. Just what's the whole total package? She's a mystery girl. We don't know her. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. And the classic, you got the Abbey Road, the Beatles. Still, huh? Yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, 100% still. Now, I don't know whether you're familiar with that shot, but it was something that they decided on. They were actually going to go to Mount Everest, have a shot done. And then they went, you know what, brother, let's just walk out front and shoot it there. (laughs) And that has become iconic. 
That's awesome. Now there's a fucking webcam in front of the place. People just constantly do it. It's webcam in front of everything in the world now. Yeah. All right, what's the next shot? Next is uh, the, the speaker fucking ad with the fucking dude getting blown away. The weird thing is you don't even go in people's houses and see speakers anymore. That is, it is weird. And that used to be the most important thing of like what my, kind of speakers you have. My sound system. Yeah. Or some people would just refer to it, my system. <laughs> but this thing's still fucking, kids still fucking love it because it just looks cool. This is the 42. Uh, Chris Stanley is going back in time to remember all of his favorite dorm posters. Because they were huge. I when fucking Poster Man was there at, at school, fucking spent some cash. I had no idea yep. that there was such a thing as uh, a Poster Man. <laughs> I didn't know either until I was fucking away at college. And he was just selling them out of his van, and he just goes around to every college. He sets up a fucking table, has a bunch of posters out, and, and it fucking... The guy just banks it up because fucking kids want to put shit on their walls. So they just move into these new dorm rooms. Now, do you think some of these kids have no idea that Abbey Road has been put up so many times? Or they just think, oh, this is old school, Abbey Road. This would look cool. It's uh, both um, because some of them, like 17, you know, 17 year olds, just get to college for the first time. They just fucking like to be there. And you want to cover up cinder block, paint it cinder block. <laughs> yeah, it's very institutional inside those fucking places. All right, what do you got next? Next is a fucking Pig Floyd compilation. Um, poster with all their um, with all their co uh, album covers, but like fucking body paint on hot broads. Yeah, I remember this was up on the iBang before, and it's actually very likable. It's real cool. Yeah, naked women, body paint, Pink Floyd. Asses. You got everything that you ever need there. Um, here's Grant and Phil. You're on my Fez. Grant, we got you, buddy. Once, twice. Gone. Gone. Never to be heard from again. Here's Doug in Boston. You're on fest. Yeah, I, I am in the car, so I can't see the uh, eye bag. But uh, you guys got the um, the classic ski poster with a chick with her tits hanging out that says, keep your tips up? The Hicks is a big, <laughs> is more of an ass fan than a, a tits fan. Mm -hmm. And you always have been. Yeah. Um, here's Mike. Mike, you're on the Running Fest show. Mike, whoops, one more time. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, you got to go with the classic Bruce Lee poster. Well, Bruce Lee is super cool, and the reason, of course, is that he's dead. Yeah. Now, the dead people that work for you posters, uh, we should go through them. James Dean. Yeah, James Dean. No one puts up a Marlon Brando because he lived too long. Did the last end of that career, the end of his career, fucking weirded people out. Then, of course, the young lion picture of Jim Morrison, where Jim is just—I had that up. I was like, "Come on!" Shirt off, just looking badass. That's been a forty-year poster. <laughs> a forty-year poster. It's never going anywhere. Never. Um, now I don't know whether this fits in with the dead people poster, but I'm gonna throw it out there, Che. Oh my God! Yeah, Che. Um, cause it's it's both. It's t-shirt and a poster. Mm -hmm. I think the Che thing might have died down just recently, but for a while there, everyone had a fucking Che shirt. Mm -hmm. Everyone, the goddamn thing was everywhere. The, the Che shirt, Che poster, everything. Another dead person, Belushi in college. Oh, I didn't know the that. College post in the college. Thing. Animal House. Yeah, the t-shirt. Faber College. 
Again, a t-shirt and the fucking poster. Huge. Everyone fucking had this thing. I had a roommate fucking put this guy in thing up first day. I was like, yeah, dog, Belushi. Let's get fucked up. You know, the day Belushi died, it's like I lost a family member. <sighs> sad. Was Very it? sad. Yes. I don't know why, but none of the other ones ever affected me as much as Belushi. He'll be remembered forever in poster form, as well as the True. film he did. All right, what else is big up there? Scarface. Everyone that fucking throws those loves is, to throw up a Scarface. Is that college or hip hop? <laughs> Both. So that's the black kids throw up a Scarface. Okay. What and Italians. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this one of this this one I fucking is was huge. Was just the two chicks kissing, in their fucking white panties, gigantic. Uh -huh. I had two copies of that. One for the living room, one for the fucking bedroom. My poster man was like, I'm a, I like that one, poster man. Give me two. <laughs> what did these posters cost you? It was like five bucks, ten bucks or something. So stupid. you're thinking for five bucks I can have artwork. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's really, you know, I'm, I'm sprucing the place up and I'm not spending too much money. <laughs> and I'm making a sexy kind of fucking feel to the place, so it's a win-win. Okay. And girls like to see that when they come in. They they want you to know that it is a munch zone. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's sexy and classy. It's like oh, their titties are out. They're just having a passionate kiss. Here's Jay and PA. You're on Running Fez. Hey, buddies. Uh, yeah, I mean, on the double side, you know, as far as dead people and as far as great posters, I think I don't think you could do better than Bob Marley. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, I would have guys that would have, you know, they would paint the wall as far as that uprising poster. People love Bob Marley. Yeah, the Marley thing was fucking... If you smoked weed, you fucking had a Bob Marley poster in college. The thing is, I did smoke weed. Hell yeah. I had a fucking giant one. Um, giant weed or a giant Bob Marley? Both. And someone just had the pot leaf poster. Had that too. Is that on this? No. Taking this off fucking campus. I love it. <laughs> 43. What we would need right now is a 43. All right, what else we got, Chris? So the big one more recently was the Costanza fucking posing sexily from that Seinfeld episode. People started fucking really loving this goddamn thing. And I saw it. I definitely saw it up in plenty. More than the Kramer head? The Costanza one. Okay, Costanza what else we really got? really popular. The Grateful Dead. Mm. Skull. You, yeah, the skull. It's classic. It's still, um, you know, somewhat, you know, like Jim Morrison, where something that's always going to fucking be It's up. always going to be there. Yeah. Fear and Loathing, the po just the movie poster with Johnny Depp all whacked out. All right, movie posters. You brought up Scarface, Fear and Loathing. Is there another one? Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, huge. With just, uh, with Sam Jackson and Travolta just pointing the guns. It's in black and white. I had this up in my fucking room. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah. People had to know what the fuck was up. See, in fucking my dorm, I used to have this big Remains of the Day poster up there, and everyone would fucking know. You know what I mean? Ready to fucking roll. Finito. Okay, what else you got? Uh, the rules to Wedding Crashers. Someone fucking compiled all the rules from the movie. Never it's, seen this poster before. It's It was, seriously, it was fucking popular. Well, it's a great movie. <laughs> the Dude. Fucking Lebowski. Now, I didn't know that college kids liked the dudes as much as middle-aged men. No, the fucking the dude is the shit. I knew plenty of people going to the Lebowski Fest in college. Fucking okay. loving Lebowski. You know, he did that thing last uh, week in New York. It was up on uh, Filtered Excellence, which uh, was uh, Zen and, and the dude. 
And he had a Zen master with him, and they sat and talked all night about what worked and what didn't work. <laughs> it's amazing. All right, what is the bathing suit uh, one there? Farrah Fawcett. That doesn't look, look like Farrah Fawcett to me. I don't know who you're looking at, but well, I don't it's, think... It's, it's, excuse me, that's Holly Kloom. The fucking... Doing the Farrah Fawcett thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Updating. Keeping it fucking together. Uh, what is the artwork one there to the left with the wave? I've seen that oh, before. Yeah, this is that classic Japanese uh, art of the fucking wave going over the mountain. Uh, I had this as well. I just, I bought it. I was like, that looks really fucking cool, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking. It's five dollars. I'm gonna put this up next to the lesbian poster. It's gonna look great in the fucking living room. Um. All right, what else you got? Um. I don't know the name of the artist, but uh, my, my fucking girlfriend in college had a bunch of these. That's Hopper. Hopper, yeah, where it's just the fucking staircases going in a different thing. Oh, no, I thought the one next to it was the Hopper. Oh, no, yeah, the Hopper was the fucking shit. And then the fucking, the where it's just like staircases going in different directions. and so That's like, what Inception was based on that painting. Yeah. Fucking amazing. I always love looking at these things. They're always fucking really cool. Yeah, but it's just really bad architecture because <laughs> of where are you supposed to go. <laughs> That's that's the fucking question, dude. All right, the um, the one there, breakfast at Tiffany's. I can't imagine that that's still popular. I guess with certain young girls, with certain young girls and certain young men. Ah, very popular. Hey, I had the lesbian poster up, gay friendly. Yeah, so I guess this is young men going like this. I'm a timid young woman in the big city. Yep. <laughs> okay. Couldn't, couldn't get enough gotcha. of it. Couldn't get enough of it. Um, the fucking demotivational posters. This one has like goals yeah. and just big right. titties. Focus on your girl. Your goals just don't get caught focusing. Now, wouldn't that turn off some women yeah. if they came into your dorm room? This is for guys that are never going to have girls over. <laughs> or they're like dude bro scumbags. All right, Chris has put this together for us. Uh, and he's taking me all through his college years. It's fun. Um, some, some some of the ones added up here on the iBang. Uh, Belushi chugging whiskey. Salvador yeah. Dali. Clockwork Orange. Hitler. Um, the Budweiser Clydesdales. I never saw that one. I never put that one up. No, come on, man. Uh, the fluorescent funny posters with spirals and stuff like that. That would be uh, blacklight posters. Yes. But the problem with them is they don't look so great when you don't have the blacklight on. Yeah, they, look, they look gaudy and terrible. I think blacklight is really more for high school kids and their new room away from their little brothers a lot more than it is for your college look. Well, in college, there was this big walk-in closet we had that I shared with my roommates, but I fucking, I took over the, the fucking thing and just painted the walls and tied, <laughs> put a black light in there, and I would just have a chair and I'd smoke weed in the fucking closet. Well, that's cool. That's <laughs> real cool. And you just would put a chair in it by yourself and smoke weed. Yeah. You were like the bluishy of your fucking area, <laughs> I guess, huh? Thank you. I'll take that. Uh, Kyle, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yes. Hey, uh, Johnny Cash, giving the finger. Uh, Johnny Cash, giving the finger uh, is a classic. Classic. Charlie, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's going on, guys? Hey, Pepper, I'll take a, a picture of you. I'll put you up as a poster smoking a cigarette. 
black cool. and white. There is one that got done by uh, of him. Yeah, uh, Pixie. Uh, Pixie did a uh, Pepper poster, uh, and it's just actually fantastic. Yeah, it's really fucking. Didn't cool. we buy some of them to give away? Yeah, I think Did I we one, have them. Yeah, I think I have one or two left. Yeah, those things are pretty fantastic. What we'll do is we'll put it up on the iBang, and did Pixie sign them? Uh, th I believe they're signed. Yeah, they're signed. Then we'll have you sign it as well, and we'll have a contest for that tomorrow. Hell yeah! Fucking throw up in your fucking college dorm room, dog. Enjoy. Enjoy looking at him all day long. Uh, Charles, you're on the Run Fed show. Yes, I used to have uh, Mr. Yellow, a Reservoir Dogs poster on my wall. That's well, the dogs make total sense to yeah. me. Yeah. You want to fucking... You want to fucking be cool. All right, do we get all your uh, posters? There's a couple more beer pong ones. Okay, that... <laughs> a lot of beer pong. <laughs> There's a lot of beer. Beer pong is fucking obnoxiously fucking popular. And what's that one girl scratching her ass playing tennis? Oh, yeah, this is the tennis one where the girl's picking up her fucking shit, but she's just rubbing her little ass. That's yeah. all. That's nice. It's sexy. Okay. It's classy because she's not like spreading it, you know? She's just is Right. She's, it's like, oh, no. Oh, my ass is exposed. <laughs> um, here's Pete. Pete, you're on the Run and show. Hey, I think uh, Pepper started mentioning the staircase pictures that go everywhere. That's M.C. Escher, and everybody had a poster of his. If it wasn't the stairs that looked like they were always going around, it was the desktop that had the lizard that was drawn, that the next lizard, and it slowly metamorphosed into a real lizard. Anything by him, everybody seemed to have because they were all trippy and all that. Right. And then the and then the other poster that, that was kind of started popular around Reservoir Dogs was all the Pulp Fiction posters, and it's just the character or the actual movie poster itself. Yeah. So a lot of Pulp Fiction. Yeah, we got that. Uh, Eric, you're on the Run Fest show. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, huh. I was wondering if you guys had uh, ever seen the college kids that have the empty liquor bottles just all around the house. I know we talk about posters, but that's yep. another big college boy thing. Oh yeah, I had a. F there was like a. F it was like something above the counters in the kitchen, and we were just like, "Yeah, let's fucking show how much liquor we've been drinking, dude." And we just have empty bottles. <laughs> empty bottles. Remember when they would do the wine bottles that melted candles into it? Yeah, that too. Uh, that would become a thing. But I also think that it's great when anyone would, uh, and of course you don't do this anymore because you have flat screens, but the big electrical spool that you would then put your TV on. It's, it's a, it's a fucking coffee table, too. Done everywhere. Got done everywhere. And everyone acted like, see what we did this? We just, we don't even buy a table. We're we got this spool. <laughs> it was a construction site next to the school at one point. I was like, hey, free tables. Let's go get them. We can roll fucking back to the dorm room. Um, here's Al in Yonkers. You're on the Run of Fez show. Oops, try again. Go ahead, Al. Uh, excuse me. Uh, the, oh, the, the Karma Sutra poster with the stick stick is an ultimate sex position. That uh, was a big one. Good call. Here's Dennis, Alabama. You're on Run of Fez. Hey, Ronnie. What about our classic Jaws, the giant shark head? Uh, can't beat it. Uh, Snowy, Michigan. You're on Run of Fez. Hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah. How about the Rush Starman poster, the pentagram with the figure in front of it? Nope. Mm, I never. No, this is like cool stuff that you could have there cooler, <laughs> not dorkier. No. Um, here's uh, Tom in New York here on the Run of Fez show. 
More in a girl's dorm room, you find that kitty cat hanging on a string, hanging there. No, that would be like in your therapist's fucking office. Hang in there. He's hanging on. <laughs> so he's saying, hang in there. Um, so that's, you got all of them now, right, uh, Chris? You're all over it? Yeah. None of the ones that you feel like... Uh, I, it's a, this is a fucking great representation of what fucking kids are having up in there. I mean, I've, I've seen every one of these things in fucking dorm rooms. Um, here is uh, Brian. You're on the run of Fez show. Hey, guys. I had the classic uh, Pamela Anderson and the lifeguard from Baywatch poster. Um, yeah, that is the ironic thing that you would throw up just like you would ironically watch the show while you were getting high this is great look how ridiculous the situation is stupid (laughs) look how fucking oh slow motion again drink slow motion it's a drink it's a fucking baywatch drink game every time Hasselhoff does something stupid you drink every time dude why are you going out you know it's fucking baywatch time come on 7 fucking 30 every day on the fucking uh, local cable access there is something incredibly relaxing about the same bad 7.30 show. Um, because it means that you don't have to concentrate even slightly. <laughs> and it's always there for you. Austin, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, this is great. This college nostalgia. I love it. Bring it back. Uh, we uh, went to a party, jacked a bunch of cakes, used them as like chairs, table stands, just kind of like that electrical cable thing. Flares. Uh, Jerry in Maine, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Pepper. Hi. Uh, how are you? Uh, listen, Chris Stanley, uh, what what the hell kind of dorm room do you have? You had a living room? You had a closet big enough to sit in? I just had a shitty little room with one bed. I got mistakenly put into a, um, a fucking, like, an on-campus apartment. Apartment, yeah. yeah. It was the shit. I shouldn't have been there, but whatever. Also, everyone else moved out because they couldn't deal with me. Thirteen uh, roommates in two semesters. I guess I shouldn't be proud of that, but I kind of am. My dorm room was really small, but it came with a mural painted on it of a Bush beer can. Nice. Okay, here's uh, Chris. You're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, how about that headshot of uh, Albert Einstein? Yeah, yeah, that one's already up. Hell it's yeah. on the 42 today. You can add yours. Uh, because there's some that some people felt needed to be in it. Fez took it to 43 with what, Fez? Well, just the simple pot leaf. Just poster. the simple pot leaf poster. Um, Bruce, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, this might be too old a reference for you guys, but I had the full-length Raquel Welsh poster on my closet door. The 1 million wow. uh, years B.C.? What's that? One million years BC or whatever it was called. Yeah, and she was like in that little skimpy outfit. Yeah, coming out of the water. That's from a that's from a movie scene, um, where she would just it's like a fur bikini. It's very fucking famous shot. Um, yeah, there's no such thing as too old of a a fucking reference here. Hell no, fucking it's the guy a poster from Shawshank. Where's our um, our cold melons, our chilled melons. Don't have any cold or even room temperature melons. We've had plenty of time. I'll give a call to a fruit market. 
See if I can find a Korean deli. We don't deliver! Come on, man. I'll throw you some extra cash. I want the kind of uh, fruit that sometimes they try to put in the green rooms. Oh, yeah. Those are nice. Uh, Seth, Texas, you're on Run Fed Show. On the uh, on my bathroom door in college, I had on the inside uh, the different types of shit poster, like your ghost shit and that kind of shit. <laughs> um, I'm going to read some of these that are up there. Uh, girls love those Ann Geddes babies dressed up in like food. I forgot about those things. <laughs> and I don't think that that was for young girls. I think that was for like house frows. Uh, Brockenstock, you tried to do a joke here. But if you think about it, it's great. The God Hates Fag posters. We probably really could sell those. Oh, hell yeah. Make some money off them. Oh, these, I've never seen these fucking babies in food posters. Yeah, they're Weird. very big with the middle-aged women. <laughs> Strange. Yeah, this woman made a fucking ton of bread off of it. And so much that they actually uh, steal from her. And other people try it now. <laughs> um... Sinatra mugshot. Oh, yeah, that's classic. Big as a shirt as well. This guy said he had three roommates his freshman year. One put up a poster of the two girls kissing, and another taped a towel over it when his parents came to visit. Oh, what a pussy. Um... The Starry Night came up, and... I think more popular than that is up on the 42, Scream. Scream's huge. Scream because that's the way you feel when you're a freshman inside, like you're screaming. Uh, Anthony, you're on the run of face show. Hey, man, I had the uh, Hindenburg was a cool one that I had hanging up, and another one was the uh, the Budweiser, the three Budweiser girls with the uh, bikinis that spilled Budweiser while they were laying on the towel. You didn't find the Hindenburg, like, a little depressing, like people actually did <laughs> die there? Here's Joe in Maryland. You're on Run of Fez. Yeah, hey, uh, there were two uh, two Vietnam-era posters. One was the uh, naked young girl running down the street after... Napalm uh, girl. Now, again, napalm. I'm going to take that back to depressing. She, there was napalm That's stuck really to her depressing. body. Well, well, here's the other one that'll probably cheer you up. It's the uh, the general getting his brains blown. The Vietnamese general shooting another Vietnamese guy getting his brains blown. Yeah. Now, Woody Allen actually had it in a movie as wallpaper on a, on an entire wall in one of his films. I'm giving know. out a uh, I'm giving out a point. If anybody can come up with what film, two seconds. Don't know it. Don't Start know. Stardust memories. I don't even know why I do a show with you guys. How many times I try to fucking tell you it's my favorite? And by the way, everyone in the world emailed me last night to say Bowie's coming out, but you two fucking guys. I didn't even know. I was sick. I was asleep all night long. I had no idea. I woke up to the news. Neither one of you guys even remembered that Bowie's one of my favorite performers oh, in history. I know that. You didn't put it in that contest, that pre-Christmas contest. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Why don't you guys start the We Hate Ron Club? I would never start that club. Well, you'd have it start. He, Fez would join with you right away. I wouldn't want to be around any members of the We Fucking Hate Ron Club. How about the Ron Passive Aggressive Club? <laughs> Fez is going to be captain of that, though. Not a fan of Passive Aggressive. I met June Spiders from Mars that day. Oh, yeah. Fez is great because he has two half mustaches today. Not only did he do the half mustache thing, he did it twice. Loving it, Fez. 
Loving an elevator. Did you have the loving of an elevator poster? Nope. You made a mistake. Yeah, I fucked up. Your 42 today is massive. Massive. Well, fucking college posters are the shit. Poster man. I think everyone had a poster man. Or if they didn't have a poster man, there was like the fucking Spencer's. Or there was this fucking someplace in the local mall that had posters. And people were like, oh shit, we gotta get this. We gotta fucking make our plaid look like it's this shit. Got a little Kurt Cobain. Fucking Kurt. Isn't he dead? Oh, yeah. <coughs> oh, the... Um, the Dallas wrote this up. His parents have that Broken Dreams painting in their house with... Uh, the, his family in it. The one that had the James Dean, Marilyn Monroe, I don't know, Bob Dylan, whatever it is. Uh. You know that crazy thing? He had one done with his entire family. <laughs> I fucking seriously, Dallas, you have got to post that on the iBank. That's awesome. I did not even know that that existed. That you could get someone to paint that. That's the shit. Glad, Nova Scotia. You're on Ron Fez. Hi, buddies. Uh, just a sec. I put my Tim Hortons down here, Ronnie. But uh, we all had the lunch on a New York City skyscraper poster. It was stuck up everywhere. At the New York City skyscraper, uh, this is all the guys having lunch, yeah. which just came out this year. That may have been a posed picture. Yeah, I that. Um, Kathy, you're on the Ron Fez show. Kathy. Is Katie? All right, go ahead, Katie. <laughs> um, this would probably appeal to Pepper more than anybody, but um, when I was in college, I had a poster that said what I learned in college, and it would have, like, horticulture, and you'd be out there, you know, uh, farming your reefer. It would say uh, really physical brilliant. education. You'd be running from the law for, you know, physical education, and Just um, there was a... I'm sorry, go ahead, Sarah. This uh, seemed like it was the greatest college <laughs> experience ever. That's what's oh, up. Oh, yeah, it was, it was wonderful. And um, <laughs> my brother was a, uh, he got a scholarship to play football. And all the guys, when he went in there, had a, a poster of this beautiful, beautiful blonde-haired woman. And it would say, like, tied in, and it would be a pure ass shot. Oh, it would say um, unnecessary roughness, and it would be, like, bondage. You know, just fantastic. What school did you go to, honey? Um, UNC, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Nice. All right, what'd you you get your degree in? English, communication. Wow. All right, thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Oh, by the way, I love you, Ron. You're my celebrity crush. Oh, thank you. I'm all, I'm Mm -hmm. just so touched with that. Thanks. I appreciate it. She's fucking repping UNC, baby. Well, she should be. (laughs) And they should feel proud today, too. <laughs> uh, Troy, Iowa, you're in the run of first show. How's it going, guys? Hey. Uh, two, the two posters that I loved the most was the one with the four girls in the bikinis in the back of the pickup truck turned around and showing their asses off with the moniker hauling ass underneath it. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was, uh, was the Jane Fonda Barbarella. Oh, yeah, the Barbarella picture. Uh, Mark, you're on the Ron Fez show. 
Ronnie, a buddy of mine had the uh, picture from The Shining of Jack coming through the door on the back Here's of the door Johnny. of his bathroom. I went in there tripping balls one time and scared the shit out of me. Yeah, that could work that way, but there's uh, plenty of Stanley Kubrick uh, to go yeah. around because the clockwork orange must be done. Oh, God damn, yeah. That's, that's my shit. No one else had a Remains of the Day poster. I'm shocked. No. Um, Mark, Wisconsin. You held on quite a bit for this one. Yeah, one of my all-time favorites used to be the uh, the Fallen Angels. You know, the two little fucked-up cherubs that are sitting at the bar smoking, drinking. That was always one of my best ones. I always call that uh, Chris and Dave. That's what I call that one. That was great. Right, thanks. Uh, John, you're on the run of first show. Johnny, let me try one more time. John, what do you got for me, buddy? Yeah, I got Gone with the Wind. I didn't hear that one. Mm, no, I've never heard anyone put up Gone with the Wind. Why would you have a Gone with the Gone Wind with the poster? Wind. That's, been, that's been around for years. Yeah, well, we're familiar with the thing, but <laughs> what dudes would put up a Gone with the Wind? The same guy with Audrey Hepburn oh, fucking poster. Put up Gone with the Wind. I had Bo Derek up in uh, 10. <laughs> Bo Derek. <laughs> All right, that's from 10, where she's running down the beach. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, thanks. A lot of loads on that one. A lot of loads. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you're so good. You're masturbating to a poster. Yeah. Jesus. She looked good. No, oh, she was beautiful. She took the country by storm. She conquered the world and beyond. Bo Derek. Uh, John, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, buddies, how are you? Good. Hey, uh, my favorite was the uh, scrambled egg poster showing a different way uh, your brain was on drugs. Oh. Yeah, the really large eggs for Pamela Anderson or the uh, scrambled eggs with Gorbachev's head. All right. Um, Never saw that one. Little play on the old uh, drug commercial. Peppers 42 is up on the iBank today. It's killing it. Yeah, Dude. it's slaying it. It's slaying it. <laughs> You have come uh, through in a big, big way. There's also the Beers of the World poster, where it's just different beers from different countries. I'm telling you, uh, between you and Zero Fez, big night last night, uh, I want you guys to do the slow motion um, high five at each other. Okay. And then freeze it like it's the end of a buddy movie. Cool. And then oh, you're jumping. Yeah. Come on, Fez. There they go. This is going to be really good. And at the end of the freeze, I want you to yell out passive-aggressive. Okay? Okay, I will. All right. Passive-aggressive! Passive wow, that hurts. You guys didn't freeze, though. You just went in slow motion. You don't know what uh, a freeze is? You actually stop during a freeze. Freeze frame. Passive-aggressive. Passive-aggressive. You're not up in the air, though. You're supposed to be... Like, I can't levitate. I have one leg up, though, as if I were jumping. This hurts. It's like a fucking spear in the heart. Oh, what? Yeah. I ain't throwing no spears. I ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> what do you think is worse, aggressive or passive-aggressive? Uh, Passive-aggressive is fucking... At least aggressive, you just know what's coming at you. You know, yeah. it's just that's well, it's aggressive, aggressive. That's bad. Passive aggressive is like, come on, just just get it out, just say it. Just why why, why keep this up? 
Come um, on, let's just get through it. Come on. Jim, you're on the run of show. Hey, Ryan B. I just like that guy before I got the Hindenburg up, but I also have uh, the Twin Towers coming down, Pearl Harbor, and uh, Hiroshima. You're fucking cool. You're just like disaster man, huh? Yeah. That was your thing. Did anyone ever get offended? Still a lot of freaky shit, dude. Yeah, are you kidding me? It's a lot of freaky shit. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nick in Ohio, you're on a fence. Yeah, on the West Coast, everybody had that uh, Mr. Zog's sex wax. Uh, no, surfboard wax. Good and call. Brad, John. Yeah, good call on that one. That is a very yeah. good call. And you are right, way more West Coast than East Coast. No, not too many surfers upstate New York. Mike, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, I had a poster of Joe uh, with a penis in her mouth. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, Joe Mama. Oh. I didn't say Joe who. So there was no reason to say that. <laughs> You should have just fucking held on. Uh, John, you're on the run. Uh, John, you're on the yeah, Ronnie. Mid-80s, Heather Thomas from the Fall Guy. Pink bikini. Holy crap. The Heather Thomas thing was short-lived, but uh, very, very hot. It was Heather Thomas and Heather Locklear at the same time. They both broke out. Heather Locklear, of course, people remember forever. Heather Thomas has taken a kind of... Uh, Come and go, but as you hot. can see there, as she's forcing a camel toe on herself. <laughs> Make it work. Come on, get the shot, lady. That's it. Lee Majors is waiting for you for lunch. I ain't one to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Pharaoh. Probably should uh, break here, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we should break. Your 42 is just through the roof today. Congratulations, buddy. I didn't think that this many people, like when you first uh, said, I want to come in, I've got an idea of what to do with uh, 42. I'm like, that many people are going to care about their own old dorm posters? Yeah, man. But they cherish these memories. Mm -hmm. They cherish them. People fucking love college. They love it. Happy birthday to Mr. David Bowie, and thank you for the birthday present of giving us a new album and perhaps a tour one last time to see the man who fell to earth. If there's a tour, I'm there. I don't care how much it fucking costs. You guys got to do that for me as like a surprise. Oh. Just like put your heads together like, no matter what happens, we're going to make sure we fucking make sure Ron gets tickets, call every record guy we know. Don't say anything to him. I just want to fucking give it to him on the air. Wink, right? It's yeah, like... just winking at each other all the time. When I'm like, I didn't get fucking tickets to that show. Oh, didn't you? <laughs> What's Too this? Bad. Wouldn't that be great? I'll be like, you motherfuckers, you knew this the whole time. Yep. Uh, we'll be back with Al Roker shitting himself at the White House. <laughs> and also uh, just Alex Jones losing his mind on Pierce Morgan. It's we live in a nutty society. We'll get into both of those when we get back. Big J Okerson showing up in a little bit. Uh, it's the Ron and Fez show. You're listening to the Ron and Fez show. More Ron and Fez coming up.
You've got your favorite NBC comedies that are wrapping up. The Office, they've wrapped, you know, and the final episodes are going to start airing. Same with Parks and Recreation. Well, NBC, brand new comedy premiering this Thursday after The Office. It's 1600 Pen. It's, of course, about the family that's in the White House. They have a son that doesn't quite fit in. That's Josh Gad that you know from Book of Mormon on Broadway. And it's 1600 Pen starring Bill Pullman as the president. Yes, he's the president once again. You know him from Independence Day. And Jenna Elfman is the first lady, of course, from Dharma and Greg uh, fame. The 1600 pen getting great reviews already. The first episode is this Thursday. Hollywood Reporter says the second episode is even funnier than the first, and the third is funnier still. It's getting called stunningly funny by the critics. It's 1600 pen. Watch what happens when this average American family is living in a not so average house. A new episode of 1600 pen premieres this Thursday night after an all new episode of The Office, and you're only going to see this. On NBC. If you want a lover, what will do? Anything you ask well, me to. Big J moves to the top seat. Chris, I know you're sick, <laughs> so you probably didn't get it. Exactly. He did like three songs on that soundtrack, right? Yeah, it was phenomenal. Waiting for a miracle. That was the other one. Waiting for a miracle. Are we on? Yeah, we're on. I didn't know what we were on. I thought <laughs> that this was the commercial talk. I had to wear headphones in this business. All right, so how long were we on? I'd say, what, 20 seconds? So did the the fact that I undersold Big J not have anything to do with it? Big J Okerson is in studio with us, and apparently the big trivia winner, which I thought was commercial talk, no. Nope. That happened on the air almost like a game show. Now I want something out of the prize closet. I've earned it. You you know what? <laughs> I actually could re-give something for you. <laughs> a Philly gift. Oh, Yes. Is it Michael Vick's resignation letter? <laughs> All right. I don't know. Are you historically an Eagles fan? Yeah. Or just, okay, you know what I'm talking I'm about, right? Rabbit. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to re-gift something to you. Yeah? was sent to me by a listener, but, you know. <laughs> I could just give him another plug for it, too. Welcome. It's good to see you. Thank you. It's good to it's see you It's been a long too. time. You know, you did something that Fez says that he despises. I heard you in the hall do it with Fez, but then he put it over very well, is when you said Happy New Year to him, uh, because he thinks that you can't say it after the New Year. I heard that. But I do notice that when you did it to him, he was like, oh, Happy New Year to you, too. Oh, well, you know. It all worked out that cordial way. Cordial pleasantries. It <laughs> is. It's really nice. <laughs> I didn't want to not return it, but I wasn't offering my own Happy New Year to you, start it. No, he didn't, but he didn't you did out. return it. Yes, I did. Yeah. But I think that when you say that you have a beef, if you don't bring it up every time, it's not an actual beef. It's just it's radio, just a, it's radio just, talk. It's the yeah. once a year radio bit. Or <laughs> a little grating. It's a little grating on him a little bit. He's, yeah. But he only w said that he wanted to hear it on New Year's Day. And here we are. I think it's the 8th. Yeah. You, the give eighth. One, you give one day. You give a one day window beyond. 
uh, one day in personal life, a business, we had that three-day work week. No, 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 Fez. You're open-ended because we saw what take place. The fact that you didn't say to Jay, hey, I don't play that fucking New Year's game this late <laughs> means that you're a okay with it. You could have shot me. You could have shut me right down the hallway. I would have taken it. I mean, you're right. It was uh, a little disingenuous. Well, see, the other side of it is people say the first time that you see someone in the new year, you're more... You can't get the gift out of your mind. You, we're having this conversation. I'm gone. But you're like, Ronnie <laughs> B is re-gifting me something. You look through, yeah. This is... I will only say this. In the history of the Philadelphia Eagles, this is the most famous moment. The most famous moment in the history of that franchise, and I'll leave it at that because you had a rough season this year. Are you going back to a... I mean, are you going way back in time? Or I'm saying the history of the franchise. History of the franchise. It's tough because I mean, like, you've got the moment. You're already thinking it. I've got a moment. Yeah, but you don't want to waste that bet, but I know that you've got it. Do you you've, think? Yeah, I think that you've got it. Fourth and 26? No. That was, See, a, that was a pretty thing. cool moment. That was a, that was a that big was a huge moment. moment. It's not the biggest moment in the history of the franchise, though. Mm. I mean, they've only, they've only been two Super Bowls. This is pre-Super Bowl, and it's the championship, and this is Chuck Bignarek oh, wow. knocking him out, signed by Chuck Bignarek, and that is for you, my friend. Oh, thank you, man. That, that is, is for really you. awesome. Signed by Chuck Bignarek. Wow. That's from 1960, and he actually paralyzed Frank Gifford there. <laughs> paralyzed him. And then Frank said this thing, like he was kind of in a coma, and he heard them talking about operating on his brain, and he was screaming, "No, don't!" But his body, and you know, his mind was working, but his body wasn't. So he's screaming at the doctors, "No, don't cut my brain open!" But in his own head. Only in his own head. It's like the Metallica One video. Exactly. <laughs> it's a lot like the Metallica One video. Now that was always my most frightening thing. I never wanted to be paralyzed. Now, it doesn't matter. Because we're cyborging. I watched a CBS 60 Minutes where a woman was operating a mechanical arm only using her brain. The rest of her body did not. And they, they zapped these things into her brain. And it's off and working. She had future a weapons. psychic robot arm? Well, it's not psychic, but I know where you're going with it. <laughs> it's like your brain's operating. But it's the same way that your arm, that, that you just move your arm. Yeah. That's what they do. They hook these things up. And the same thing, they said this, your body is just tools. And these are new tools. Now, the way this could actually work is, and they didn't say this in it, but why wouldn't you just have a robot that you could stay in your house, you know, kind of look at stuff through the robot eyes, and that robot could go all around town. That's that Bruce Willis movie where fucking it was the future and everyone had a fucking young, sexy even, robot. I didn't even think of that, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> was the first question everybody else had was, uh, when was the first time she went for a robotic finger blast? Nobody brought that up yet. <laughs> robotic finger blast would also be a great name for like a punk band. She ripped her clit off with it, actually. <laughs> yeah. You know something? She's still working it out. Even though that we are, you know, XL here, you can go too far with it. <laughs> Surrogates was the name of the Bruce Willis film. Surrogates. You know, it. I, I'm, I know not a lot of people saw it, and yes, it's awful, but it's very watchable. Yeah, it's a sci-fi gets. Cool action fucking movie. 
Is it good? Uh, it's like a it's like a late night cable mm, shot. Bad good, you know what I mean? Like late at night. Would you go surrogates or iRobot? If you had to pick surrogates. a shitty robot movie, so yeah, surrogates over. I despised iRobot. Is it because uh, it's, you hated it? I just thought it was too cartoony looking. They all kind of are. Yeah, I can't. Will Smith's got that. some other thing coming out that's all ridiculous with his son, and they're yeah, wearing like it's me and my son are the last humans left. Yeah, look at our yeah. huge dicks and our skin tight. <laughs> Fucking fruity outfits. That's the name of it, or is he just? Are they just selling it that way? I mean, I think it's how it's gonna in, J in Japan. I think it's gonna be the working title. You know what? I'm gonna take the Chuck Pittman. I thought you were like punishment. I love no, it. I thought you'd be talking about it. I, I thought maybe I saw you like texting somebody. Well, you but you're not gonna fucking believe this, Dad. I got a Chuck Pittman. You can regift it again. Cyborg uh, masturbation. By the way, takes the, precedent. The guy owns this company. What's the name of it? We should. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Michael from Ohio. I'm getting his uh, company right now. He's on eBay as well. Yeah, tell him I need a new one because mine got ruined somehow. Out got <laughs> Outlaw Sports Ohio. Okay, it's got nice. ganked by some asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Came in, didn't even talk about it. Now here's the thing: when Chuck Bignarek dies, you're gonna be like, he ain't gonna be signing any more of this. This is nice. Huge, eBay. No, I wouldn't do that. No, this. Well, that's where he worked. But yeah, eBay it. <laughs> I mean, I, I gave it to you, so <laughs> it's paying it forward. In a lot of ways, we're paying it forward. Um, so, what what do you have for me? Like for Christmas, what did you get me? Anything? It's just a buoyant personality and a great smile. Wow, that's really. <laughs> a new. I will be wary. I've learned things. <laughs> I will be wary of my Happy New Year throwarounds. Mm. Well, I don't know. I think I think you got the pass because Fez went with it. And when you when you go with it, that's what society does when they are accepting of stuff. When you're not accepting, like if you saw him molesting a child, you know what I mean? You have to step in and go, hey, we don't do this in this society. But if you don't, then the society allows it, as yeah. if they do in the Philippines. That's pretty state. That's pretty extreme ends of the rainbow, though. I don't think so. <laughs> don't think I think it's right there. <laughs> Taking a firm stance on happy holidays versus Now, Chris, molestation? did you know that he was waiting around to do this instead of just coming in at 1130? Yeah, we have a 1230, but we were, we were, I was you guys we were wrong. Break. Just open, just okay. say to me, let me make the call. Okay. In the future. Will do. I feel like I'm always getting... Uh, Chris in trouble for uh, <laughs> no. no matter if I get here later Chris, or early, I'm always like, I'm you know, well, Chris does the Chris show in his mind, and no. he, but you do it for me, you do it for me. But I would like, you know, the Chris show to sometimes become the Ron show, <laughs> okay? That's all, just let me know. All right, I feel like a kinship to uh, Chris because I just I always feel we're eventually we're gonna hit the stride of a friendship and we're just gonna sit around and talk about long hair and beards. You guys do kind of resemble each other, <laughs> mm -hmm. and even weirder, you there is a remarkable crossover in your personalities. <laughs> you know, you like drinking and smoking. Well, you're easygoing guys that also have tempers. Yeah, my favorite type of people. I go off the for easygoing easily. guy who snaps, <laughs> where no one else can believe it. They're like, "What? Big J went crazy on? Yeah, is I it, fucking saw it." Is it because Chris? Is it because? I find it to be that I'm very much this guy, that I am very non-confrontational. And to the point of where I feel like I'm almost apologetic in situations where I don't even need to be. Right. And then when I feel enough of the times of that person kind of giving you like a fuck you still. Right. 
when you're like, hey, I'm sorry, I don't want to say this or bring this up. Right. But, and they're kind of like, what do you, you know, what the fuck's your problem? I, I get too much of that, and then I go zero to 60 from like, right? because I, I feel like it's kind of like you put your hand to shake your hand, and, and they well, smack you the Well, here's the thing. Face. You're both respectful people, which means you place value on respect. Mm -hmm. So those are the type of people that when they are honestly disrespected, don't like they're like, wait, you are going out of your way. Now to be disrespectful. Yes, I'm being so you know, nice. Like, You're trying to be a jerk <laughs> off to me. Yeah, I've made it easy for this to be okay, <laughs> and then that infuriates. Why are you, you making this so hard? <laughs> because stop it. You both know that you've given a lot. <laughs> Don't you realize world. I'm thinking about this? Yeah. Hold on, I'm just letting my my check know that the Big Mac uh, poster didn't go over the way I wanted oh, it to. No. Oh, just, seriously, it's okay. I'm gonna think of something really great for you, though. I'm just. Keep working on I stuff. I picture you waking up last night. He goes, you know what? I'm going to give Big J that poster. <laughs> it's going to get crazy. it is just going to turn calls, his year around. I bet he calls everybody in Philly. <laughs> Big J's going to be in Philly starting tomorrow at the Helium Comedy Club and then through Saturday night. That's heliumcomedy.com. Let's get some people out there. Got to fill this room up. I'm trying to fill up rooms now. That's your thing? You want to be, like, people come to see you? I, you know, I'm going to try to get it this year where people come to actually see me. Why don't you just rely on the fact that the word comedy will bring people in? I've done that for <laughs> an inordinate amount of time in my life. <laughs> Turns out you got to hop on Twitter every now and again. Uh, How did they we, do it before Twitter? You you owned a comedy club. How did they do it before Twitter? People just came out for the word comedy? Well, the thing is, before Twitter, people used to go out. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, you're right. When uh, I had my club... People would say, let's go out and do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's go out and have some fun. But people, it, it becomes more of a struggle. Why would I go out when I could just sit here and hit this little box over and over? And still interact with plenty of people that are also on Twitter and Facebook. But the interesting thing is, and I don't want to fucking old fogey this, are you actually interacting with them? No. Because, well, yeah, I think... When you're talking about a comedy club, there is an instance where you are you are interacting with that entertainment probably in no way like any other form. So even stand-up on TV is a far reflection of what the feeling is of being in a club and being there when it's live. But so, no, there is no feeling like that. But yeah. I, I also think it's just like it's not true interaction because... Nobody, most people wouldn't be the way they are. You know, it's, even when you post something up, like you know, if it is a Sunday, and I'm like, let's go Eagles, and then some strangers like Eagles are gonna lose, you fucking pussy. And you're like, would I you say that to me? Is the second you just saw me, like, <laughs> yeah. Would you say if I was in a bar and I was like, hey man, I hope the Eagles do? Would you be like, you fucking <laughs> pussy? They're no, not gonna win, not. you pussy. <laughs> probably not. Well, Fez, you were hosting an online event last night, right? Right. Do you feel that the people talk to you in the same way that they would have if you were in a room with those people? No, no. I think it's, I think people really go out of their way to be more quippy. And I don't. So you're saying it worked almost like an Elegonquin thing. You're acting like this is a good thing. That yeah. people were actually being witty. That you're not saying what Big J picked up where people were being. Somewhat antisocial rather than social. Yeah, I think people were really trying for brevity, like to get out a funny line as quick as possible. And I think that the, I think the fact that they're trying to go as quick as they can changes the course of the conversation. Oh, that's very weird. 
Like not thought it. out, just getting at a comment. Well, he's he's saying it, it actually worked better than real life, and people were respectful and witty, and the way you're saying it, almost British. That's how your room went last night. A little British. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, wow. Downton Abbey. I've never what? seen that fucking show. What's Me that neither. Show Why did you say it then? That's the only British thing I could think of. Seven? Where they sit around a table. I'm a Russell Brand. Seven. Brand X. <laughs> don't bring up big things because he, he doesn't think deep. But 7.9 <laughs> million people watched that third season thing. And it's on PBS. And I've never seen it, nor do I know anyone who's seen it. Downton Abbey. Like chicks like it, right? Like women, or is it Don't dudes? know. I guess that would be it. I thought it was Downtown Abbey for the longest time. And Everyone I think, did. But that's then, the better name. Yeah, and then you get corrected that it's Downton. But do you know anybody who watches it? No. Or no, no one who says, dude, you gotta watch it? It's just the internet. The internet just says they're in fucking Downtown Abbey. Eight great. million people at PBS. Really? Yeah. So why are they keep interrupting my Barbra Streisand concerts to tell me to give money? Well, you, yeah, they don't get any money from those 8 million people. <laughs> but it is interesting that the only time that you find yourself watching PBS is when they really want money. It's yeah. always some long extended concert. Yep. Oh, they play like they just or play like some great money shit. I'm like hell yeah. Money Python thing that goes on for days. <laughs> You're like, "No, this is all the seasons <laughs> put together and now they're interviewing about it." I It's oh, now they want money. Th this may turn you off cuz I I know you're a uh... You you have a lot of uh, entertainment tastes that are uh, that are very broad, but like for some reason I almost check out completely when it's British, just straight across the board British. And I've watched French films that I think are okay. great that are subtitled. For some reason, hearing uh, conversations with the British accent turns me. I, I couldn't care. I, I can't get through Snatch. Or Guy Ritchie movies. Uh, uh, I thought you just met the the co comedians. You're not a fan. the comedians. Uh, very much also. Russell Peter Brand. Sellers doesn't work for you at all. No, Ru I, Russell Brand. I had a beautiful moment of. Uh, I met Katy Perry, uh, oddly enough, a few weeks ago, and she was complimenting me. She goes, she goes, you're really really funny, and I go, I'm gonna have to take that at face value because I know the kind of comedy you marry. <laughs> <laughs> No, where did you where did you run into her? Seller. She was in some, she was uh, with John Mayer. They're dating now. Uh, that comes up quite a bit. John, John Mayer was doing comedy. Why not? He needs pussy from another area of life. Of um, so he brought her with, and yeah, not yeah. everybody's not supposed to be turned around looking at them. I guess so. The show, yeah. Like they had one large black man blocking the area. They yeah. were at by the table, but that's it. Because that's the thing is, if you bring in. A famous person into a small room to see a show. The show is like, how's Katie like this guy? How's Katie <laughs> oh, reacting to this? Very, yeah, and like yeah. to a, to an actual uh, a weird point. Like the owner of the club actually, like you know, he said, he goes, they they really liked you. They you should go over and sit and talk to him. And I was, I kind of had to go, and I was like, oh, you know, it's, I kind of gave him like a wave, like thank yeah. you guys. And he goes, no, no, really, like we go sit out, and like he really like almost like demanded me to like yeah. sit down and talk to him and it was it became very like i mean i'm sitting with katie perry and i'm like how you like in new york like i'm just having right. you know, just, <laughs> just shitty arbitrary conversations you have with somebody so what do you like better new york or la i gotta go i have nothing to talk to. i can't tell you two of your songs everything i could say to her would be the wrong thing hey right. all, great ass sort of i thought in that one picture <laughs> Um, I wish it was a better picture of was your that ass. Planned? Yeah. Was that planted? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was. Yeah, a little bit of dump butt that day, it looked like. <laughs> I uh, I worked for me because it was real. 
Uh, you like a real yeah, moment where yeah. it's even it's a little gross? Yeah. John uh, Mayer, who is a really fucking nice, nice dude. Very, yeah. But he does need to date famous women. And that keeps people thinking of him as anything but a guitar player. And he's a fucking great guitar player. Fantastic. We went to go see him. Uh, he gave a bunch of the comics like tickets a couple years back to watch him in the garden. And I went, not reluctantly, I, I, I right. fear I'll go, but I was surprised at how impressed I was with the way he played guitar. Very phenomenal. And what's interesting with him was he was doing comedy a little bit. That's why I met yeah. him. And I thought he had something... Uh, um, I don't know if he was going to be, become like you know professional grade comedy, right? But he had something interesting, and I thought he was going to be okay stand up comedy because even before he started doing stand up comedy, a few years back I was in a hotel room and he had like a pilot that ran on VH1, right? Where it was like him doing some kind of sketch stuff, but he did one that I thought was uh, funny. Was go he went on like a giant mascot like costume, yeah. in a golf cart around the parking lot of his own concert, and went up to like all the guys. I was like questioning them for like, what are you at a John Mayer concert for? Are you with, with your girlfriend? They're like, mm. no. I was like, no. And like he was like, just gotta judge him for it and make him feel shitty for being there. And uh, and I was like, oh, this guy's got a kind of a sense of humor about himself. And when he started doing comedy, he just had some jokes that were like, you know, whether they were like okay or mm. not that great, but it, it was the beginning of something. And then he came back a few months later, and and you know he was getting in trouble for it a lot of time. He was saying he the wrong the thing. Bomb. He started. He did that. He was trying to do a lot of, uh, but it, just, it was kind of all over the place, but a lot of it was like, you know, I've fucked so many 10s now that if uh, if I don't fuck a girl who's a 12, it's not even worth getting, and, and like, I don't know if it was even in character, which I, and, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, I'm not saying right. it, but it was something to the effect of like, the comedy became very cocky, and I was having a conversation with the other day, it's like, uh, for some reason, a, a lot of new comics, like, I think the, the base thing you have to have in stand-up to have any connection to an audience is vulnerability. Once you cut that away, no one connects to, I get a lot of pussy, and once in a while I'm nice and I'll fuck a fat chick. Like, <laughs> unless you're wearing like a sleeveless vest and like, you know, big dice clay glasses, it's just not gonna fly very often, you know? Like, no, you have to. So, did you tell him this? Did you give him this? No, no, I said, great job. I shook his hand. I'm a phony. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. All right. That's good. <laughs> I'm a phony. I said, happy new year. And I <laughs> walked did, off. Did Rob want to come in and talk about Downton? Yeah, I think I'm out. Yeah, please invite him in. He's a big fan of the show. Yeah. PBS. Oh, Rob Cross is our uh, PD here. He's a gigantic fan of yours still. Oh. He's always like, uh, what's the story with Big J? What's happening there? I don't <laughs> I mean, I gotta tell you, it makes me even a little uncomfortable hearing him talk that way. It's kind of weird sometimes. Well, we all are. You know what I mean? We all are. I've heard but... his name a thousand times on the show. I've never heard his voice on the show. I'm well, we don't, we don't normally want him in here. <laughs> Is he on his way in? Yeah, I think he's coming down the hall now. He's uh, working out a... Uh, he's trying to help. We're getting a whole studio here, it looks like. No, he can't come? He got pulled into a meeting. That quickly? That's crazy. I don't know what you know what? He's afraid people. to see Big J. Wrapping around the corner. <laughs> he's you guys coming now? Oh no, he is. He's pulled out of the meeting. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Look, you, uh, we thought we needed you, but you're just talking <laughs> shit right now. I mean, everything out of your mouth is ridiculous. Just get out. But um, yeah, I think I heard Rob and Gary are talking about um, wanting to do this thing, but I guess Opie isn't pushing for it hard enough. But about getting this knocked through here, 
Imagine how big the studio would be then. Fucking gigantic, man. Oh, you extend it? Extend it out a little bit? Yeah, and take it all the way to the glass. Then we can look out the window. Yeah. And then this will be, we'll probably knock this wall back a little bit too, so then it'll be just a fucking gigantic room. Where will you guys be doing the show from till then? Um, the hey, buddy. Hey, no. How you doing, Rob? Hey, how are you, man? Nice to meet you, man. Yeah, you as well. So, Rob, you are uh, a Downton Abbey fan? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This thing got... Is that how you do that, Fizz? No, this one, right? I've never seen anybody try to adjust these before. You just bend it. Well, this is sexy. Just, like, Break it. Yes, I watched Downton Abbey. I, I mean, I've watched season one. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was, I just, I was thinking about buying season two because season three was coming on. Season one was fucking awesome. It was, a, and I hate Merchant Ivory. I hate like, you know, English period pieces and foofery, but for some reason, I don't know why I, I really like this one. I think the acting's really good. And unlike you, I like British stuff. I can yeah. listen to British people yammer on all day. You can or can't? I can. Yeah, I love it. Oh, you do? So I'm he hates Anglophile. it. I'm a Anglophile. I love it. Oh, uh, so you like the princess and prince and all that? Like, oh, she's no, pregnant? No, not like that. Not, I'm not a royal watcher, but I like British music and Monty Python. I yeah, think I British think, music I can get it. I think oddly I would have made a very comfortable Englishman. I like the idea, I like the way that they live. I like that um, you don't go that far away. It's like <laughs> you're born in your neighborhood, you kind of die there. You watch the same soccer team. It's very convenient, right? Yeah, it's convenient. You're not like America's so big, you got to run all over the place. Right, and then like their soccer teams. If you don't like the one in your neighborhood, like the one like four miles away. Right, it's like it? if we had a baseball league and and nine of the twelve things were all in New York. Right, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You could just go to the away games. Even though this is wrong. Mm -hmm. I just feel like, like America, is like the very much modern times where I, I know England and London and all it is also, but I just feel like it's like a life of eating like porridge out of a stone bowl like that. No, you know what I mean? It's like very like yeah, everyone, every all the women are very matronly. It's just very like <laughs> well, they they had a class system in a way of that we can't even understand. Like Jay. You would have not been born into the type of thing where you would have been able to go into a radio station. Right. Not, not from your talent, from just your place of birth. Like, I'm sorry. That's what you're going to do. That doesn't happen. No. And we have, like, I mean, we kind of have, like, a West Virginia thing where we joke about it, but we have no problem when someone leaps above. You yeah. know, they leap above. We're over there, no amount of talent made up for it. The first kind of breakthrough was the Beatles. The first time that people could go, you know, these guys from a different neighborhood are rich. Yeah, that's And true. I guess that's not awful. Yeah, people forget that that was like a working class, you know, phenomenon. And then, like, those guys kind of broke out of that. It's like, because we don't even understand working class over here. Like, we say working class, but we don't know it as an actual class. Yeah. And Down Abbey's got a lot of that going on, you know? It's, it's the back whole upstairs, downstairs thing, loving. and then it's got... <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go back to that. I, I actually... This is so atypical that I would like the show, but I really... I, I think it's pretty... It's pretty good, and it's very well acted. If you you're like going to be the only one acting. cheering, like, if it wins Golden Globes. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. 7.9 million people apparently agree with them, but this is the first is we've that, ever is met. Is how many people watch that? Yeah, on PBS. I don't know if PBS That's, has ever done that, that kind of thing. has to be the highest rated thing on PBS. I can't imagine. Ever. I mean, maybe, like, the Civil War, you know, Ken Burns right? stuff. <laughs> so, um, but it's weird, like, so many of the guys that were part of that 
English, uh, you know, invasion I've interviewed on the show. And they all explained to me about coming to the United States. And it always sounds like to them it was the Wizard of Oz going from black and white to color. Yeah. So going back to what you were saying, you are exactly right. Like that, that they came here and there was just people that, you know, all, all their chicks didn't have the same exact face. You know what I mean? Because over there, yeah. there's so much inbreeding. And their food, too. Their food's like, they only get shit from, like, you know, that small island most they're used to. Well, yeah, now so, now it's opened up, but you are right that they yeah, were known as having the worst yeah, food. Yeah, their food used to be limited to what you can grow in that, you know, relatively shitty climate. Well, yeah. it's, like, it's, like, it's like, hey, want to get a late night plate of sausage links? It's just like, yeah. it's very just like bizarre. But I mean, fucking bashers like, and beans or whatever the yeah, fuck. Bangers like, and bash. Bash. What are you fucking talking Dude, they're about? Like, they're like That's cheap, terrible. fucking broke snack food is just a can of beans on a piece of toast. It's Syracuse food. That's what <laughs> it is. It's like going to Syracuse and eating <laughs> <laughs> on a Sunday. You kind of do see where we get some of our shitty food in certain regions of the country when you when you look at what they eat. Uh, Jeff, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Weird Medicine with Doctor Steve. He talked about watching that Downton Abbey show. Uh, is that right? Doctor Steve watches it as well. Yeah, I'm not surprised fan. by that because Doctor Steve is somewhat. I don't want to say effeminate, and I can't say the other word because Fez is here. But everyone gets where I'm coming from. We he's, expect he's an, he's that. An dainty intellectual. Okay. Yeah. Right. Dainty. Dainty. Kind of comfortable around the penis. You know. Prefers to be around it. Yeah. Right. Like not saying it out loud. Loves but the art of dance. Happened, yeah. If it happened, he'd be cool. With Hangs it. out in bathrooms. <laughs> this is the poster. I could. I can't watch this show. It's crazy. I can't. Care that po- about there's no people. way. When does this supposed to take place, Rob? It's um Today. no 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 that the cool thing about it is <laughs> yeah exactly that's what it's like over there um it, the cool thing about it is, is I can't watch I hate eighteen hundred shit for the most part like I just I don't know why I never liked it Dutch but it's Revolution. sort of like right as the nineteen hundreds are are you know it's turning into nineteen hundred then it goes into like World War One so it's sort of a cool interesting time period right around the cra- the um, sinking of the Titanic is when if I saw that picture. On the side of a double decker bus in London, I would immediately know why I wanted to go home. You would actually I say, I don't want to get out of here. It, it is so foofy. It really <laughs> just, is. I look at it, I'm like, God, I can't believe I like that either, but it's it's pretty good. There's like 30 people in this cast. Oh, yeah, at least. Cast. And they all look like President McKinley. <laughs> yeah. They do. They all look like money faces. I don't know. It's What is that, Buckingham Palace? No, it's just a regular dude's house, right? Just it's some dude's like house. Some Lord. What? That, are they yeah, like yeah, lords? they have a house. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's like uh, some sort of lordly type of guy, and I don't, I don't. I mean, I'm not such a you know sick fan of it that I know all the details about it. But basically, he's like this lordly type of dude from an old rich family, and he's sort of the last of that line. And then the guy who is supposed to um, inherit this house that employs all these people and is kind of like they're like sort of like the you know. Richest family in that little region or whatever it is, right? Yeah, so I the can't. Guy, uh, now, now uh, I can't. I can't yeah, do it's this. It's all. It's very. It's aristocracy. Like, I could watch anything about glam rock, but that would be <laughs> fine for me. Is there nudity? I could do. No, I'll give yes, nudity no a chance nudity. on anything. I, that's how I gave Game of Thrones a chance based off nudity, but I, I, I hated it. You know, you're not nudity. into Game of Thrones either, though. No, I can't. Like, that's. I'm not into it's fantasy, great. but I love Game of Thrones. Like that's. Game of I don't know. Shit. You're I've, heard other, dude. I've heard people say that. I've I heard other people say that. But again, Game of Thrones, like, yeah, it's too much wizardry Unicorns and dragons. And it's not that no, much it's wizardry, awesome. though. There's a lot right? of it. That's political you. intrigue. Dude, the fact that you put fucking that hideous hobbit in your top ten 
we'll never. We have nothing in common. <laughs> Look, I fucking like the Hobbit. Yeah, I, I know. Found, I found it's... myself praying for the Gollum parts. I, like I, I had to get to and it. There was nine minutes of Gollum, and it was it was the Three nine hours. it was the nine minutes that I sat up in my chair <laughs> and stopped looking over at my daughter with hatred. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really funny? I saw that in the screening room, and it popped so much during the Gollum part. Like everyone was like, "Yeah!" And and then when it was over, everyone just went back to just sitting. There. <laughs> well, that's and, where you know uh, Bilbo got found the One Ring. Not that they knew it was the One Ring at the time. Yeah, this shit isn't funny. Like, even though, like, you're, like, ironically teasing me about it, I had to sit there for two hours and forty five minutes. Yeah, and it, it was disaster. Me even hearing. Did about you, that. Uh, did you have people when you when you say you didn't like it? I, I was like, just like the one word uh, explanations. Like, you should go, but dude, the dragon. Mm, I'm yeah. like, I don't. Well, I don't both care. these guys <laughs> fucking jacked to it, and I was like, you yeah, like the Fez? Really you like the Hobbit a lot? I I definitely liked it a lot better than Lords uh, of the Ring. Why? It's the same thing. I can't tell the difference. Have no. you read the books, Fez? Oh, no. He doesn't read any books. Me Fez either. Fez is not a reader. He's reading. I read all of them. Even on Kindle, I won't read books. Um, here's Anthony in Georgia. You're on a Fez. Hey, guys. I, I just got through watching Downton, Downton Abbey. Uh, both seasons got through just in time to watch the premiere. And I, I'm not the type of show I like, but it comes down to the writing. Ethel, get in here. The Downton Abbey's on. It's like Duck Dynasty, but, uh, you know. Last oh, early. my God. What that makes it even worse. It's like Dynasty. <laughs> the Duck Dynasty. We need Uncle Si, and it'd be perfect. Hey. This, to me, the whole thing reminds me of a Sting loot album. <laughs> Just like yeah, I, I, I know why you think that. I look at that poster and it sickens me as well. But it's like if you can get past that, same with Game of Thrones. If you can get past the fantasy part of it, it's fucking I awesome. I don't like pocket watch drama. Guy steampunky. Guy steampunky. It's almost yeah. They need bigger hats. The guy why on the left. Why do they need is... a house that big? Like that's, that's the exact manner. opposite of comfortable to me. It's too big. It's like... Have you, have you been over there and been in any, any of those kind of buildings like castles and houses and stuff like that? That all looks uncomfortable. That whole era to me looks just... It looks like they have big-ass rooms that are no good to use for anything. It's like, why did they... Where was the practicality in any of this shit? It's like your stone bed. Just, I, yeah. They, just, their whole families, I guess, would live with them. I don't know. And then you got servants' quarters and it's, uh, people come to visit from other foofy families. And I guess that's the... Then you got to have a place to fucking store the hounds for the hunt. Here's uh, Chris in Pittsburgh. Hey, fellas. Hey, I don't know if you guys caught the uh, Colbert Report last night, but they did a pretty funny thing on that, uh, Downton Abbey. Well, it turns out Michelle Obama, uh, the creator, gave her the, um, you know, the episode, the full season, before anybody else gets to see it, you know. So this thing where they combined um, uh, Breaking Bad with Downton Abbey. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I don't know if anybody's seen it. By no, none of us did. They gave Michelle Obama a copy. Yeah, they're, no, they're, they're finally we're finally making TV Obama. shows with white servants. That's why they're trying to get on a good side. And by the way, when I saw that fucking Hobbit, I was sitting behind Colbert, and he was giddy. He was giddy about it. He's a big Lord of the Rings. Fan. Really? Yeah. I was in fucking pain. I I I saw the Lord of the Rings all once in the theater. Mm -hmm. I saw each one once a year, and I thought. They were good for what they were. I, no rewatch value to me at all, but I, I didn't dislike the, this one. I really, I, I think I checked out way too early the the dwarf sing along 
just great. <laughs> I almost checked out on that part immediately. I was like, oh. See about the Misty Mountain. This. <laughs> and then everybody throwing their dishes and per- I don't- clean up his house. Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, check it out, buddy. I, I hate uh, The Hobbit. I hate fucking Lord of the Rings. I hate all that fantasy bullshit. But I can't sit here and listen to you run down Game of Thrones because you haven't watched it. And no, I haven't watched it. Like, and I'm but, not but running it down out. by saying I, I don't give it I, an but, opportunity. But here's what you sound like is somebody like my mother-in-law who won't eat steak unless it's well done because she's never had a good medium or medium rare steak. I'm telling it's not all that fa- it's little to none on the on the uh, No, see, I think I think it's saying that I won't have a rare dog because oh, I, I've I, eaten I, gotcha. enough dog to know I don't want to watch a unicorn fucking show. <laughs> and the no. fact that Chris Stanley likes it lets me know that it's shit. Oh, I it's have middle-aged great bullshit. You know, I watched 3 episodes and in those 3 episodes I saw female bush I saw a midget threesome, and I saw uh, a dragon, and none of that was enough to keep me involved yeah. in what was going on. There's I no mean, unicorns in that show. And plus, I can unicorn. go to Spankwire right now. I really don't need X-Videos. fucking Game of Thrones to get me there. Someone will do a, Some people put up things on those porn sites like Game of Thrones in three minutes, and it's just like a three-minute montage of all the nudity and sex from Game of Thrones. And even that's unjerkable. <laughs> it's kind of it's short. It's kind of weird at times. You know, who wants to see a midget fucking? Oh, I normally me. do. Well, I just don't want to <laughs> see him does. fucking on the back of a dragon. Yeah. Uh, Drew, it's you're on my face. Guys, first of all, Big J, you are one of my favorite guests on this radio program. He's oh, beloved. You, Big J is beloved. Yeah, he's just fantastic. And last time uh, you were on, some cunt was running you down. And anyway, that's a, that's a different. Oh, he's bringing up the Bobby Slayton thing. No, Slayton. That yeah. will always stick with you forever. People, <laughs> well, we haven't seen Slayton since that day. <laughs> he's fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, hopefully he's never to be seen again on this program. But that said, um, yeah. That's it. That was it. Okay. That's it. That was awesome. Uh, Yeah. That was a feel-good moment for me. Well, you know, you said you want to be known beyond the word of comedy. Yeah. Not just comedy. Not just as comedy. Radio personality. You are there. How many radio shows did you do today? Seven? Three. Okay. So, on his way. This is three. But can I I, I express loyalty to you guys? Um, I got... Calls the other two asked me if I would do it, and I said, "Let me get back to you." And I texted Chris, and I said, "Can I come in on Tuesday?" And he said, "Yes." And then I accept the other two shows. Well, see, here's our thing: if you want to do us, you can't do any other media. Uh, well, this, <laughs> media blackout. Yeah, there's a media blackout. We have exclusive rights. You can't be in magazines or TV. Nothing. In fact, you guys are a little uneasy with this weekend I'm doing in Philly. I don't like the fact that you're there. <laughs> Helium Club in <laughs> Philly, Helium Comedy Club, heliumcomedy.com. B- uh, Big J's going to be there starting tomorrow and then through Saturday night. The yes, rest of indeed. The week. I'm sorry. I think the Ron and Fan Feds are going to come, when, come out. When you uh, go into Philly, where um, where do you eat in Philly? Well, the, you're a little stuck where that club is. You're, you're kind of right in Center City, mm. which is tough. But you get to just jump in the car and go, I'll do a late night Pat's. Uh, really? Steaks, yeah, sure. You, you're like a tourist then, going to Pat's. Um, it's just 24 hours. Yeah. So I'll do a late night Pat's. You know, by the time the shows are over and stuff, it's one of the few things open. But I like to do a Pat's. 
But a cheesesteak on any street corner, I tell people that all the time. Like, if, you, if it's Pat's or Gino's, I'll do Pat's. But uh, any street corner, like, place, it's like Pizza Place, has a good cheesesteak pretty much. There's very few shitty ones. And there's always good hoagies available. I'll go to Tony Luke's for a pork, roast pork, probably. Did, and, did I tell you that I saw Tony Luke singing on stage? No, really? Yeah, he was with uh, Daryl Hall, and he does some <laughs> song about uh, cheesesteaks. Really? And they brought him out to sing, and I'm like, this is fucking bizarre. Didn't he lose to Bobby Flay on, like, a cheesesteak-making thing? That show pissed so many people yeah. off because... I wanted to headbutt my TV. Yeah. Bobby would go around, somebody would make a lifetime of doing something, and Bobby would go there and beat them at it. Yeah, but he beat them, like, in such... Because the, the judging was, like, off, especially on something like that, because he beat yeah. Tony Luke, but Tony Luke made a, you know, cheese whiz with onions, yeah. cheesesteak... And Bobby Flay comes in and does, uh, you know, it's Tex like Mexed it or whatever. It's like brie. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. It's like brie cheese. I'm not crazy about the cheese was, though. I'd rather have real cheese. I'm American cheese guy. Yeah. I I'll, I'll go. go with American cheese, but I forget who the fucking bear that started the cheese was, but I thought it was a, I thought it was a great white slide for Philadelphia. Did you, did you turn your back on uh, Gino's when they had the whole Mexicans don't eat here if you don't speak yeah, English? Yeah, I don't play that fucking game. It's retarded. Game, yeah. What a, what a terrible business move. And then to stick to their guns, the reason I, I, I never really had anything against it. I was always kind of just go to yeah. Pat's because my friends always went there. But I had no beef with Gino's. And then going there one time, because it was all lit up and I had friends and they wanted mm -hmm. to go to the lit up, lit up place. And they just blare. Like, they just, they stuck to their guns so much on that, like, speak English or get the <laughs> fuck out of here. That they have signs that say that, basically, speaking, like, <laughs> yeah. order in English. And they're blaring. At an outside seating area, patriotic right. music over and over, just like, but like, not even like patriotic, like the Star Spangled Banner, like, like fluty marching bands. And they just stick to their guns on the most idiotic, like, uh, yeah, statements at all. Like, <laughs> order in English, or God forbid we ever put a sign you could point to. <laughs> It's not like they're on the Mexican border. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like it's Brownsville, Texas, where they're starting to feel like we're losing it here. Yeah. I like a, la a cheesesteak uh, with onions, please. And what are these two Minutemen standing here <laughs> with bayonets? Do I... Is there a code? Do I... Tip them. <laughs> you, by the way, you notice there's not a lot of Quakers uh, left there, so <laughs> yeah. not all the original people who lived in Philly... Are still yeah. around, and then I got stomped at by a guy in a buckled shoe. <laughs> uh, well, Rob uh, crosses here, loving life since this show started back. Big I'm two, I'm two seasons, but I'm a season behind. In all honesty, I'm just the only dude who's probably within earshot of you who has, has yeah. seen the show. So, but it's good. I, I really, I, I, I'm, I'm this close to buying season two on DVD. That guys. close, huh? This close. That close. Man. Now, uh, since you guys are here. That only means lifeboat time. And I'm gonna ready to lay the Ooh. most difficult lifeboat in history on you right now. I've never done so a lifeboat. This I don't is know if this one could even be done. Oh, I will guarantee this. At least one of you will run from the room screaming, I'm not going to be part of this. <laughs> now, I said that. Before that, I thought we'd all be jumping up and down oh and crying because of the Chuck Benaric poster. <laughs> I thought that, seriously, I thought that that was going to be so uh Try to keep massive. my composure. Try to keep my composure for the show. I'm, yeah. I'm whirling inside. Well, you're doing a great job at it, then. 
You're just doing a phenomenal job. My hands burn out the whole time. Uh, but we are going to put up the lifeboat right now. Is that up on the iBank, Chris? This is being slow and refreshing. Uh, here it is. Yeah, because I can't get word back here either. All right. This is the most difficult lifeboat at all. It's 70s actors. And now here we go. Uh, four different actors, only three spots on the lifeboat. Jack Nicholson. Dustin Hoffman. Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Four icons. Four beloved members of Hollywood acting community. One of them does not get up on the lifeboat. Chris, one more time. Read us off the names. Jack Nicholson. Al Pacino. Dustin Hoffman. Robert De Niro. Somebody's going to go off the lifeboat. Do we have to take... Their '70s work or solely. You know what? I'm going to leave it. I'm going to. I'm going to make it lifetime now. Okay. I'm going to make it lifetime because we could be, uh, you know, nitpicking there. Although their '70s work is all very dramatic, it's all very great. You could argue that they all peaked in the '70s. I don't feel good about doing this lifeboat. Nobody does. I feel like shit. I'm right waiting now. for somebody to run out screaming. I don't want to be part of this. Didn't happen. You um, want me to grab one of these fucks and toss them out? I got it. <laughs> I'm going to let Fez Watley open this one Whoa. up for us. Wow. All right. This is very tough. All right. Um, I'm going to keep De Niro and Pacino. Okay. Because I think you need them for Godfather 2 or else you lose all of... The Godfather situation. Well, we're not we're not doing away with their past work. No, it's not like we're no. not ridding them. them. You know, I'm not fucking Stalin, where I go back through the book <laughs> and I slice them out. These people exist up to this point. No, but for that work, I'm keeping those two. Okay. Uh, brings it down to. I don't Jack. even think it's the best work that either one of them has done. By the way, so it takes you to Jack and Dustin. Down to Jack and Dustin. Oh, wow. Jack, you got the... What do you got, Fezzy? We had a lot of people here today. All right. I am going to save Jack Nicholson and put Dustin Hoffman off the lifeboat. Oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. No! The graduates? Come on! That alone. Well, it's not my turn yet, so... All right, thank you, Tony. Okay. If you feel like you need it so much. Jack Nicholson, he's fucking safe. He's, he's number one. He's number you. one. He's not fucking getting put in the fucking drink. He's Fez took the two Italians right off the bat. You're saying Jack is safe. Jack is the safe. He's the safest person in this fucking lifeboat. Then, number two, Dustin Hoffman. For the graduate. He stays. Dustin Hoffman is fucking safe. Now, between Pacino and De Niro, because their lifetime work is being considered here, Mm-hmm. I saw the 50 Cent movie, and Robert De Niro goes in the drink. Holy wow. shit! 
That. Uh, Robert De Niro's dead. He's dead. I, I I fucking drowned him. That's so far out of the seventies, though, to hold that but work I, against but, him. Said the entire body of work is he, coming. We, in. He, they did ask. That so we sorry. Don't. So so if if it hadn't been that, then I slit my own throat and fucking <laughs> get them. Fuck. I said, oh, I go for past lifeboats. That's not an option. You can't throw yourself in. So if you take out their, you know, their suspect later work. I can't How drastically that. does that change your answer? No, and, and, and you know everybody, by the way, is going to have suspect later work. You can't get around that. They've all done embarrassing work. I um, didn't like the bucket list, but it's fine. I haven't seen it, so you just ruined it for me. I, Rob, since you were on this, I'm, I'm I think gonna, it's your turn. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna easily, easily kick. Into the drink, Dustin Hoffman. What? I have no qualms about it. it when, when you were listening up down, I was Man, like, Dustin Hoffman is off this boat so quick. I just, I, I could care less about Dustin Hoffman, really. What the you other three have to be You're south. fucking nuts. What are you talking about? Run down his films. Run down Dustin Hoffman's 70s ref- films. Well, no, it's not just 70s films. We've worked that out. But by the way, even, his even 70s films are incredibly... Well, somebody's got to go. I know somebody's got to go, but you just kicked him out like he's a bum. Let's go through his 70s films. Uh, Well, 69 was Midnight Cowboy. Come uh, on, man. Which is a fucking classic. Followed by Little Big Man, a classic. Straw Dogs, phenomenal. Ridiculously good. Papillon, great. Lenny. Oh, he was in Papillon. All the President's Men, Marathon, Straight Time, into Kramer versus Kramer, which he won the Oscar for, and then Tootsie. I never liked Kramer versus Kramer. It was always on HBO when I was younger, and I just I don't know. So the maybe thing I hold of, it against him. Um, of like, oh, any of these guys should easily go out. Shocking to me. We've got but two like, dust. Uh, of all those movies, though, I can't say that I like any of those movies as much as I like other movies the other guys have been in. So. Midnight Cowboy. It was, it was easy. Ishtar. I don't Rizzo. think that he saw. Ishtar, by the way, the first half of that is fucking hysterical. When they're writing songs together, it's a fucking fallout. And then, yeah, just takes shit. Yeah, we we hit we we are we had the Ishtar. We had the desert. I get confused. But when they're in New York City, it's funny as fuck. All right, Big J. All right, Jack Nicholson's always gonna stay safe with me. Purely, if nothing else, for The Shining. The Shining is still as an adult and through my entire childhood, this most terrifying movie I've ever seen. I still hold up. So he's just, he's safe. De Niro, you know, as much as I love Taxi Driver, if it makes sense, I thought he was shitty in it. Like, I love the movie. I've never heard that said before. I've never heard that he was shitty in Taxi Driver. It's like... <laughs> Jay Oakerson calls just, Taxi Driver shitty. No, no I love Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. I like, a, like I like him in, but it's like I don't think it, I've never blown away. But like, I, I, I thought that was like the sign of his acting was Taxi Driver. How great his acting was. I thought it was a uh, like I almost thought Harvey Keitel was better in Taxi Driver. That you know it's never been said before, but Harvey Keitel is amazing in that. Fantastic as the pimp, De Niro and Pacino. You said about Godfather 2, also responsible for one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Heat. I think Heat's just great. I love that movie. And um, I almost wanted to throw one of those two out for the pure fact that any... uh, There was a friend of mine, real overly Italian guy. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. he, like, really wants you to know he's Italian. He's got a tattoo of the boot on his chest and pies on rings. and, And he used to... 
make us sit and watch a moment in Godfather 2 where the screen changes from De Niro to Pacino. It was like a screen shot. It was like a slow fade. Mm-hmm. And he used to go, for a split second, you could see them both in the same... Fr- <laughs> and I used to, it just, it just make, I, So we used to say, it was like, they both suck. How about yeah, that? Right. Just, to, just to ruin his day. But um, I think they both stay. I, I, again, uh, almost from the second you read it off... To me, uh, Dustin Hoffman is oh, getting tossed wow. in that it's goddamn. Really and I hope it's Rocky Waters. Uh, that's the yeah. iBang saying. I think that's going to bear this out. I think I think people are going to universally toss off. His sharp face, his uh, voice, and right now made. they're keeping him first. Right now oh. he is the number one guy by it's far. Early. It's early. By far. Um, here's Jim. Jim, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, if you peel back the number one hit on each of these guys, like if you pull back The Shining from Nicholson. How does he stand up? First of all, The Shining is not even close to Nicholson's great work. All right, let's just go through this. Uh, 69 is Easy Rider. (laughs) 70, five easy pieces, and then Cardinal Knowledge. Uh, Last detail, Chinatown, then One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. These are fucking phenomenal films. And someone's bringing up The Shining. Anger, fucking management. The Shining Actually, I do like him in Anger Management. Anger Management. The, the Shining is for me. That's very personal to me. It's just that movie always fucking... I'm with you. That movie is, was like scarring. Yeah, terrifying. You guys see the broadest possible things there is to see. All those films I brought up, you've never even seen, have you? No, I have. I've seen a bunch yeah, of them. Yeah, back on TV over the years. I'm going to say the cool this. The Cuckoo's Nest, obviously, yeah. I'm going to say this right off the bat. I'm going to save Jack Nicholson first because he's the only movie star of his generation. The only true fucking movie star that you could have taken back and put with, you know, a Bogart or any of those type of guys. All the rest, everybody on this is a great actor. But Jack Nicholson is the guy that when he goes to the Oscars, everybody looks at Jack Nicholson. I went out to a fucking prize fight in Vegas where there were like 120 people mentioned, celebrities mentioned before the fight started. When Nicholson walked in, the whole fucking place, 10,000 people went hush, and everybody watched him sit down. And then everyone started murmuring, that's Jack Nicholson, that's Jack Nicholson. Yeah, Jack, Jack. yeah like fucking Jennifer Lopez is on this fucking Jack Nicholson right over there. Jack Nicholson's number one. Number two, Dustin Hoffman is saved. In this place, I don't need two Italians. One of the Italians goes. <laughs> Which is it? Uh, both of these guys have. Oh, both these guys are really fucking strong. So I don't want anybody to feel like it's terrible when they're drowning. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want them to feel like, oh, I did bad work. That's why I'm drowning. No, that's not one. why. Let's go over Pacino real quick here. Panic in Needle Park, awesome into The Godfather, into Scarecrow, into Serpico, Godfather 2, Dog Day Afternoon. That was one of the great runs of all time. Cruising. Of all time. But then it's Robert De Niro in some of my favorite films. Based solely on Dog Day Afternoon, I'm saving Al Pacino. Robert De Niro is going into the fucking water. Peace out, oh. De Niro. You're a dead man. So we got three for Dustin Hoffman. 
You guys just hate Dustin Hoffman. Why do you guys right hate now? Dustin Hoffman so much? I you think it's know, his pointy face. That's an anti-Jewish thing. He's very saying. angular. Yeah, great. My like, mom's Jewish, so I could say all that shit. Oh, I didn't know. See, that's the way that you get away with it. My mom's not, so I can't <laughs> sit around and just start lucky. punning. What's that? Who? Which one of us is lucky? Jay. Okay. I thought maybe I was lucky because it came after what I said. Biologically defended anti-Semitism. Um, let's go over to uh, Zach. Zach, you're on the Run of Fez show. All right, gentlemen. You forget where you're at. You're in a lifeboat, and this one feller's getting kicked out for conversation purposes only. And plus, he is a shitty taxi cab driver. The narrow. That's pretty rough. Ouch. He's not a great. He's not a great talk show guest. He may be the worst of all time. No, he doesn't give a lot. Yeah. I don't know why that he just doesn't make up a character of talk show guest. So that, you know what I mean? <laughs> he could work well. on that and play it and go in. Just come in as camp improv. comedy. Every it would sort of seem easier for him, right? Than... They say some of the greatest actors, there's nothing to them when they're not acting. They, they're an empty vessel. You know this from your work on Louie when you played the DJ. I went in, I went in clear slate. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even recognize you. You look so much like yourself. <laughs> they shouldn't just call your character Big J. Let me take my gloves off. <laughs> <laughs> they slept on a waiter, a waiter's uh, shirt on me. Actually, you're just a sense of humor away from that being your job. <laughs> <laughs> Strip up DJ. See, you would have definitely, if you just couldn't put together your act, that that's what you. I be used doing. to drive him. I used to drive him to gigs, strippers yeah. and, and and escorts to bachelor parties. Never a fun thing, is it? Hard, so. Fun in theory and yeah. idea, and you get the job, and you go, "Oh, this is actually could be dangerous." Yeah, like I have to stop a gang rape if that happens somehow. Me versus fifteen drunken frat guys, or blast. and they do have it on the back of their mind. That, you know, what I mean, hey, the, we're all, we all could get laid by this oh. stripper. And, and the thing is, and they never tell you on the phone. And I've seen the guys like pry where they're like. Hey, these girls are fun, right? Like they do extras, and they go, right. "Hey, you talk to the girl when she gets there." When uh, some of the companies I worked for was absolutely no, yeah. But they still say they want to sell the business, so they figure you'll deal with that later. And uh, I remember what was funny about that was when it all came down to because I used to notice that I was by far the youngest and biggest guy doing this of all the drivers. This mm -hmm. one company had like older guys in their fifties and stuff, and even like some like in their early sixties were driving, and I go. How these guys, I seem to be having problems like monthly. There's always something mm -hmm. where I have to like, I have a naked girl over my shoulder in some fucking Atlantic City hotel hallway. I'm like, how is this not a, uh, like, how is everybody else doing it not having problems? They go, well, they carry guns. Like, you don't, you don't carry a gun? I was like, no. And the guy always like, you want one? I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pull that out way early and not prepare to use it at all. He goes, hey, how much for these girls to suck our dicks? Like, no one's sucking anyone's dicks, man. Back off. Right. Yeah, there is no sense in having a gun without showing everyone about it. Yeah, I have no intent on you, using it. Did you it. see that Alex Jones uh, meltdown on TV where no. he was doing the gun thing? Give us like Recently? about, I don't know, like a minute in. This is him on Pierce Morgan, and he just seemed like he Does came Pierce in. hate him? Yeah, well, Pierce was, believe it or not, being like a regular guy, and let's just play some of this. Because the police can't and won't protect them. The answer well, let's, is, let's, let's, let's hey, wait a minute, I have FBI yeah. crime statistics okay. that come out a year late, 2011. 
20 plus percent crime drop in the last nine years. Real violent crime because more guns means less crime. Britain took the guns 15, 16 years ago. Tripling of your overall violent crime. True, we have a higher gun violence uh, level, but overall mugging, stabbings, deaths. You, those men raped that woman in India to death with an iron rod four feet long. You can't ban the iron rods. The guns, the iron rods, Pierce, didn't do it. The tyrants did it. Hitler took the guns. Stalin took the guns. Mao took the guns. Fidel okay. Castro took the guns. Hugo Chavez took the guns. And I'm here to tell you, 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. Doesn't matter how many lemmings you get out there on the street begging for them to have their guns taken. We will not relinquish them. Do you understand? That's why you're going to fail and the establishment knows no matter how much propaganda, the republic will rise again when you attempt to take our guns. My family in the Texas Revolution against Santa Ana, my family was at the core on both sides starting that because Santa Ana came to take the guns at Gonzales, Texas. Pierce? Don't try what your ancestors did before. Why don't you come to America? I'll take you out shooting. You can become an American and join the Republic. You finished? Yes, I am finished. You will not take my right. You go through background checks to get guns. How about Prozac? You know the number one. Oh, that's the big sponsor, isn't it? Or that whole class of drugs. Let me ask you a question. Oh, whoa, got to cut that off, don't you? No, don't want to talk about the U.S. number one Prozac. cause of death is suicide now because they give people suicide Calm mass down. murder pills. Calm down. Your answers give more money to the psychiatrist right. and psychologist let's, to put more crazy people on drugs that make them kill people, Pierce. Let's try and have a debate here. Yeah. Answer me this question. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of the same old script here, Bob. It's fine, bud. <laughs> How many anything. gun murders were there in America last year? Do you know? Uh, there were about 11,458, and about 74% of those were gang-related, gangbangers shooting each other. You get three and a half to 4,000. Okay, How question. many people died from infections in hospitals? 197,000. That's right. How many gun murders were there in Britain? How last many year? great white sharks? No. How many? Kill gun people murders. every year, but they're scared to swim. Right. How many gun murders were there in Britain? A very low amount. I already went over those How statistics. Many? Do you know? Uh, it was only a few hundred. No, no. How many gun murders? I actually, actually did pull up the statistics. Here, let me pull them out right here. I figured you'd do that. Gun murders oh, in wait. Britain last UK year. UK violent crime, capital of Europe, London no. Telegraph. Here, let me it's give you more. It's quite a simple question. Well, that's the oldest. You're very loud that's the old, man. No, no, that's the oldest Perry Mason tactic to ask me some little factoid. So there's not a little factoid. I already said earlier, talking about England a has a lot lower gun crime rate because you me, took all the guns. Let me try exactly but my you've point. got hordes of people burning down cities and beating old women's brains out every day. <laughs> what a ridiculous They arrest thing. people in England if they defend themselves. That's on record. My God, you've got a total police state. Everybody's fleeing that country because the oh, you've had to flee here, bud. Why don't you I tell folks? Here. Yeah, you fled here. Hmm. Why don't you go back and face the charges for answer, the hacking scandal? Answer this question. How <laughs> many? Why'd you get fired from the Daily Mirror for putting many, out fake stories? How? You're a hatchet many, man of the New World Order. <laughs> you're a hatchet man. And I want to say this right here. You think you're a tough guy? Have me back with a boxing ring in here, and I'll wear red, white, and blue, and you can wear your Jolly Roger. Okay. You know what? You, Let's try again. <laughs> how Rocky many Four. gun murders were there? Oh, you gonna ban your fist now? In Britain last year. Uh, how many uh, chimpanzees can dance on the head of a pin? Hmm. I already went over those statistics. Do you know the answer? Uh, no, I don't. I, you said hundreds. It's very low. You said hundreds. Yes. It's actually 35. Well, the point is you can... Against 11...
Do you thousand. Do you understand hey. the difference between 11,000 Yeah, England and wants 35? to ban knives now because tens of thousands are getting stabbed. Right. But do you understand the knives? difference? The knife doesn't a, kill people. Do you understand? The gun doesn't kill people. Yes. Listen, do you understand? Do you understand between you're not going to pull on America's heartstrings. They know your script. Mm. Okay? You're not going to get our guns. By the way, you guys always say, we just want to take the semi-autos. Okay? And all this other stuff. When semi-autos aren't even, uh, mm. rifles aren't even used, but in a fraction of the crimes, you can pull mm. those numbers up. Okay? Uh, well, no, 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 hold which, on. Though, well, let me ask you one question. Which weapon was predominantly used in the Aurora movie theater shooting? Uh, M4 AR-15 variant. So it was a semi-automatic yes, assault rifle. Yes, again. Okay, but statistically, question. it's next, very, very next, low. That was, do you agree it was the single biggest shooting in the history of America in terms of people hit by a shooter? Do, do you know that? No, I believe that there were others. No, no, been some other no, no, shootings were about over 30. No, no, this was the single biggest mass shooting. Well, listen, you're just by, going, no, there have been bombings of Wall me, Street. Let me ask you a second are question. Are we going to, listen, why can't the let pilots have firearms? Alex, we trust them to fly the planes. Alex, you've had a lot to say. No, just my point the is question. the Second Amendment is sacrosanct, do you know, and you're not getting do you, it. Do you know which weapon was used in the Oregon shopping mall mass shooting recently? I understand that people... Uh, who are mentally ill on all the serotonin you know reuptake you know inhibitors who play the these shoot 'em up games want to go out and do this Alex. because there's criminals I don't Alex. lose my rights, Pierce. Because there's criminals Alex. I don't lose my rights. Just answer the question. Yeah. Do you know what the weapon used was? Listen, let me ask you a question. No, no. Answer. I've got the FBI Alex. statistics that listen no, no. that I the so-called semi-autos that you talk Let's about. Take a break. When we come back again, you're not going to get guns. When we come back, try and answer my question. Yeah, all you're okay. going to do is sit there and play little factoid questions. Overall crime has yeah, gone up over 20 percent. It's funny. I feel like your point gets so lost when you're such like a presented like such a dildo like that. Right. It's like screaming at people. It's just such a, a ridiculous thing to do, and the timing's always terrible. If you can make Pierce Morgan look like a fucking together guy, <laughs> you're not helping your side yeah. at all. But this is the fucking problem that we're in with this country. It's always these kind of people are the ones debating. Yes. That that we we're not even saying in this country, hey, let's all agree that we want kids to be safe at school. Right. I mean, you guys have kids when they go to school. You don't want to think that there's going to be shootings sure. going on. But we're never at that point. It becomes, what about my shit? What am I going to do? Very personal. Yeah, we want our semi-autos in case the. You know, I have a I have a buddy who's uh. Big, the comedian, big Ron Paul supporter, mm. loves Ron Paul, big libertarian thing. And, you know, I, I understand, I, I, I tend to be very like, you know, I know you hate that, but almost like moderate. Like, I can listen to both. I understand both sides of, of every issue, mm -hmm. and I believe what I believe. I believe abortion should be legal. I understand why someone who's against it is, I understand what the problem right. is. They, I look at it as, they think you're killing babies, and they don't think that's right. I get that. But the screaming and bar so, but I just go. That's not my particular opinion on that. You know, making guns illegal. You know, I don't know where I fall on the fence with that exactly. But when I hear somebody like my my buddy who's a libertarian goes, no, I mean, the people have a right to bear arms in case. I think you, I heard you even comment us before. It made me laugh really hard because it's like, hey man, the we have to put have guns because we got to build a militia because when the government comes and invades, it's like what the what the fuck is really. They're going to come invade our homes? Really? 
Chris Christie and his gang's going <laughs> to kick in the door in Jersey, your house, and they're like, give me all your shit. We're taking your women. It's procreating. Like it's not, the, the government's not and coming in your house. It, it is the number one thing that people seem to worry about is their own government turning on them with the army of Americans that will now invade America. And they honestly believe it, and we don't have any evidence of this happening. If you believe that, you should be dressed like the Downton Abbey right. cast. That's, that's what you should be worried about. When the government's coming to invade your house, you should be dressed in three-piece suits and living in a castle. It is a very strange thing, but we've got that going on, and at the same time we have the you know, Christian death cults who all think that we're born into the end times. Have you watched Doomsday Preppers? Have you seen that show? I don't watch those kind of shows. Chris was telling me about I, it. Have though. you watched it, Chris? I, I've only seen I like, stopped watching it, but because it's every same episode every fucking I've time. I've seen like two episodes, and it is the shit these people are buying in preparation for things that are the probability of happening is so incredibly low is amazing, and how much money they spend. It's they spend every single dollar they have on the preparing for the end of the world. It's, it's here's how we fuck up though. We should be doing that kind of radio. Like we should be doing the we're going to scare people radio, and then scare selling them. The fucking, you know, the radios that oh, you wind up, up and yeah. the, you know, turn your piss into water and <laughs> how to make fucking shit. bombs out of Ajax. Squeezable because jelly. there's a lot of fucking money in that. Well, fucking Alex Jones is like the ringleader of, he's the fucking guy. Like, they all listen to him and treat it like it's fucking... Well, here's the weird thing about Alex Jones. He, he reminds me of Bill Hicks. I he, he looks like Bill Hicks' fatter fucking <laughs> nephew because he has that same kind of thing. He's got the Sam delivery. It's all that Austin thing. When he gets like real Southern and yeah. shit. Like when he's talking well, about Texan more than Southern. 1776. Yeah, right. You know, Patrice, yeah. Patrice drank his Kool Aid a little bit. Uh, Alex towards, Jones towards, stuff? Yeah. He, he got a way into it. A lot of people it. do. He got way into it. I, I mean, I find his show is interesting, but I always. It's, it's the way he presents it. Like, did you ever see the one of him? Uh, Alex Jones about uh, going on with JFK assassination, and you know it's like no one ever talks about the lady in the green sweater who was right. up on the thing, and she, you know, it's like and they look at these people, and she's saying she saw somebody on a truck, and then two weeks later she dies. Right. The government says you die. He's always just like, barking into a microphone. You're like, right. hey, shit, it's like what are you, what are you doing? Def Jam comedy. One conspiracy that they don't believe in. They believe in every fucking conspiracy. Like the you know the there's a gigantic amount of people who think that the government brought down the towers, and I'm like even if you think George Bush somehow exploded the towers, you've got the New York Fire Department who's backing them up like the regular guys <laughs> yeah. who know what fires look like. You know you've got cops just like you're never running into like a detective. Yeah, that's going, a problem. If what, if what Alex Jones says is remotely true, there's that many conspiracies, and nearly every, like three in ten people or four in ten people have to be involved to carry no, off it's, it's, that it's, many conspiracies. I it's like just, when uh when somebody like tries to debunk someone else's like belief in lieu of theirs, but they're, it's also ridiculous. Like their conspiracy is better than your conspiracy. Like I, not even conspiracy, but right. I had a lady this weekend. I heard she goes about the end of the world being December twenty first, and she goes. I was like, were you even kind of nervous that day at all? And she goes, no, I was. The end of the world wasn't coming. The Mayan calendar so ridiculous. She goes, a meteorite's going to tear this place apart in about seventy five years anyway. I mean, all the scientists say it's coming. It's like, well, that one's okay. Right. So we go with that one. Super volcanoes. Tsunami. But that makes way more sense to them. You know, well, who was the guy that used to do the late night radio? Art Bell. All right, Art Bell would have one. 
just crazy guests one after another. Yeah, the Bible code. He was thinking of the Bible code. The great guy. thing about art is he would just believe them. So <laughs> whoever they were, there's a shadow government. Uh, and then the next thing is that the government is aliens. And he would believe them both. And I'm like, art, is it a shadow <laughs> government? Or fucking aliens. Alien Illuminati. Actually, Alien Illuminati. There was always that shit. And no matter how far, uh, you just hear Art going, wow. Okay, that's interesting. We're going to take a break here. And uh, he would say this. Can you stay another hour with me? I'm like, it's about <laughs> an hour of alien shadow governments? It breaks shit down. But when you're when you're on the road late at night, you know what I mean? Sometimes you no, won't get Oh, very entertaining. It. Did you ever, um, like, did you see... Like I'm always more amazed though about like because you know I, I I tend to live like in the uh, in my present reality. You know what I mean? I, like, right. the daily life. You wake up, you watch TV. I go to work. I go to bed. Uh, somewhere in there, you find some video game time and stuff. But what, when I saw I saw this weekend the Zero Dark Thirty, and what that did just kind of shine a light on for me. It's like wow, there really are people though whose lives are very ingrained in like a much bigger deal. Right. And that's always very interesting to me. And and there are even stuff they showed in there where you're like. You know, waterboarding, it happened, and the torture, right. it happens. But there's someone who's involved, like a guy. I thought that was a, you saw the movie? Mm -hmm. I thought there was an interesting character in there of just a guy who just does that. And, and, and very, and then when it was yeah. over, and when it was over, it was over. I yeah, he was just was like, done yeah, with it, like, it. hey, that's what we that used to do. That was my job. And, and, you know, we did it. And, uh, you know, now I'm wa working in Washington, I'm raising money for, uh, you know, it was just <laughs> one of the things that he did. Yeah. But, you know, they are very mad about that movie. Yeah. Uh, saying that the movie came out pro-torture. And I don't think that you could watch that film and be pro-torture. No. But I admit there was no one who said, torture is bad. It, you know what I mean? Like, they leave it up to you. But then people are going, you know, torture doesn't work because people lie. I'm like, I'm sure sometimes torture works. I'm sure, oh, you know... I'm I'm sure that I would get the hot iron under my nails and eventually say where the tanks are. Yeah, I don't crack. Think that it, sure. Yeah. I mean, everybody will crack. All right, look at this from last night. This is the guy's got really creepy about that. We might have that up on the eye bank too. Oh, it's, when they showed his girlfriend. Yeah, when yeah. they showed his girlfriend, the two old men just start practically jacking to her. Yeah, and it just went on and on too. Yeah, it went too far. To where they're almost like, oh, God, you know what I would do if that was my girlfriend? I'd basically never stop eating her ass. You know what I mean? So good. And going back and forth between the daughter and the mother. Yeah, I think that they... Well, it was... She's not the daughter. She's the uh, girlfriend that was his mother. But then they also... They they just went, oh, and his mom's there. Oh, uh, yeah. Because they couldn't be fucking totally rude about it. Well, no, they. I think they inferred that she was kind of hot, too, right? The mom. Yeah. They yeah. acted like they would do a three-way with them. Right. But um, it was the quarterback's mom. And, all right, we got to take a break here. And his girlfriend. Yeah, we got a break. Yeah. All right, uh, Rob makes his break all the yeah, time. Yeah, thank you for breaking. Um, just like we can't do enough. It's like break. Just make sure you break a lot. Break more. Watch more Downton Abbey. This is basically every meeting we have. Did you break? Did you watch uh, Downton Abbey yet? Yeah. <laughs> Once we get past the did We you can't break? talk about anything, Ron. <laughs> did you guys catch last week? Don't tell me about anything. I didn't see it yet. I got DVR. All right. We'll be right back uh, and wrap this up. Ron and Fez show. More Ron and Fez coming up. Uh-huh. On the Open Anthony channel. Ron and Fez.
I stood in line and left my name Took about six hours or so But a man just grinned like it was all a game Said they let me know I put in my time till the Pocono line Shut down two years ago I was staying at the mission till I met Marie And I can't stay there no more Across town, city looking for a man, move some old cars around. Super. Maybe me and Marie could find a burn. I'm fucking with Fez on the mic. <laughs> so every time I act like I was going in, and I come back. And as soon as he then I go, Saran, and then he quick turn it on. Saran and Fez show. Uh, if you're just listening, none of that stuff is uh, fun with you. Uh, Fez, you want to do the plug king? Big J. Okerson is here, and he's going to be in Philly tomorrow at Helium Comedy Club. He'll be there tomorrow night through Saturday night. Helium Comedy Club, that's on Sansom Street in Philadelphia. Heliumcomedy.com. And, of course, on Twitter, that's at Big J. Okerson. Um, one of the things that was in the news yesterday, Al Roker admitted that he shit himself at the White House. Thought he had to fart, shit himself. And he says uh, his way of dealing with it is went into the bathroom, uh, wiped his ass with his own union suit, and then chucked it in a trash bag and went commando the rest of the day. That might be the move for it. I might be the, I don't know how else you would handle it. I would never let him back in the White House. That would be the end. Even though it didn't happen during Obama's administration, he waited years before he told this uh, story. He, he shouldn't have waited. Have you ever shit your pants as an adult? No. <laughs> really, do you think I don't have? I have. It was a, uh, yeah, it was an act, but it was home. Which I don't know if it's better or worse. If you're home, like, how would I probably, you shit your pants at your own house? Why don't you just go to the bathroom? Um, you know, I have a weird. I torture myself daily. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is smoke a cigarette. It's good for you. And I go, uh, I go like outside to smoke it, and I wake up every morning having to shit. But yet I go smoke that cigarette first, leg shaking and everything, and I have to get through the cigarette. I, I, I won't move forward with my until I smoke the cigarette. See, if we lived in a more enlightened uh, society, you'd be able to smoke that cigarette on your toilet like a fucking person and take care of both things at the same time. Do you know what a specific smell smoking a cigarette while you're taking a shit is? Because I've done it in hotels maybe twice ever. And it, it's the exact smell of when my father would yell out while smoking a cigarette from the bathroom, hand me a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> the smell, it's the same. Anyone shit plus cigarette is the same. It doesn't That's matter the brand of cigarette. It's the same exact smell. I mean, we do need to scientifically get on that, but... Uh, I'll be the control experiment. Yeah, we need to do it. All right, this is the thing where the creepy old men uh, last night just uh, checked this out. Now, when you're a quarterback at Alabama, you see that lovely lady there. She does go to Auburn. I want to admit that. But she also, this Alabama, and that's A.J. McCarron's girlfriend, okay? And right there on the right is D.D. Bonner. That's A.J.'s mom. Wow, I'm telling you, quarterbacks, you get all the good-looking <laughs> women. Ah, it's a, what a beautiful woman. Wow. He's, A.J.'s doing some, some things right down in So if you're a youngster at Alabama. All right, let's just stop it. See, I refuse to act like he brought the mom into it. Uh... Fez felt this, and so did Rob Cross. I thought he just went, oh, and that's also his mom. Uh, 
He said, when you're a quarterback, you get all the great-looking women. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't mean the mom. He about the girlfriend. How would you get your own mom? I don't oh, know. I That's... forgot you're from Florida. But he meant the girl. He went back to the girl. But the weird thing is, you never see these, these guys comment on other people's girlfriends. They just fucking had it in for this chick. Yeah, they, they liked what they saw. Well, anything to take you outside of the game, the actual game. Yeah. Like when they just started talking about Johnny Football, every time I would be happy. I'm like, finally, you're talking about an actual football player because there's not one on Notre Dame's side. And then, uh, yeah, so Alabama, that's his girlfriend, and he's, is he going to go into the draft this year? This no. Car? No, they're all going back. Um, him and Johnny Football will be playing against each other next year. They're not going to, so that, that couple's not going to last. You think she's going to hang in there for that haul? A lot of those guy, girls marry the their their quarterback thing. That's what they w- went to college for. That's what they're looking for. Miami's quarterback. Did you ever see his wife? Oh yeah, uh, Tannehill's wife. Yeah. Yeah. Now check him out and check her out and see if they would be together if he could not throw a football. <laughs> I mean, he's hideous, and she's unbelievable. It really is like that Talladega Nights. Like I'm, but so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you think if the Alabama get its uh, quarterback gets his knee obliterated, she's gone. Yeah, she's gone. Dude, next yeah, day, gone. or is there a waiting period? Um, I think she's gone pretty quickly. I mean, the same way you would be gone if you found out that your wife had breast cancer. You're just yeah. like, hey, I'm that's not what I, that's not what I signed up that, for. You didn't have so, it when I met you, right? This you changed. <laughs> You <laughs> change. They, now you're all uh, off kilter with your one titty and your your spirals ducking out now. You um, can't throw a tight spiral anymore. Yeah, that has uh, that's a whole different thing. Uh, what else have we? Uh... <laughs> it's thirty thousand pictures of this girl. They all end up naked at some point, by yeah, the way. Sooner or later. And then a sex tape. I wish I haven't been so. Uh... Just completely, like, it doesn't even blow my mind. I go on a, a website called The Feeding Tube in my daily, like, mm-hmm. website go-through. Uh, and it's just, like, the possible picture of the day of, like, what celebrity fucked up today. And sometimes they have nobody good, so it's just, like, you know, some Norwegian supermodel, like, nip slip, and it's, so you don't know. But then it has, like, the Katy Perry stuff and... It's a. Uh, it's just called feeding tube. The fe- it's the dash feeding dash tube. There's dash between each word. It's a. Uh, it's pretty great, and it just like really just it does it just brings up like the the newest like celebrity fucked up. It's porn. Yeah, but no, but that that's like go down there. You go like there's fucking Tiger's wife. Yeah, but if you What's go down. What's her story? No, nah, it's just bikini pictures. But what is she doing in a post Tiger world? Is she with anybody? No, she's just. I always partying. thought she was stunning. Yeah, she's hot chick, without a doubt. And she got all the money, right? There's Paris Hilton taking a piss. She got like a hundred million off of him. Paris Hilton. That's old news now, thing. right? Yeah, I didn't know about it. But you didn't know about this? Yeah. No, I, didn't, I have no Looks idea. Looks like she's one of the news uh, hat. Though. Yeah, it's at a party. She took a piss, and they took a picture of it. And she doesn't give a fuck. Good and for the her. handicap stall too. Well, if you're gonna go capable, pu- if you're gonna if you're gonna go public <laughs> stall, that's the way to play it. I'm and against public stalls. She is crouching, right? She's not touching. She's touching with her hands, actually, which is even way grosser. That she's, is weird. And it looks like she's pissing on top of a giant pile of already wet toilet paper in there. I yes, it doesn't flush. Yes, I explored the picture a lot yesterday. <laughs> she's not flushing. No. I wonder who's taking it. 
I thought she's almost out of, out of the media eye. Like, would a, another sex tape of hers even help? No, who'd give a shit? No, she is pretty much out of the... I know, Fez, you keep an eye on who's hot and who's not out there, celebrity-wise, right? Who are the hot celebrities right now? Uh, Taylor Swift is... Really? Yeah. See, I didn't know that. With all her relationships and another one... The one with the One Direction kid just came and went quickly. See, I thought she was too much of a little girl to be uh, that kind of fodder, but she's big, huh? Yeah. All right, who else? Didn't Mayor take? Didn't Mayor hook yeah. up with Taylor Swift? Oh, yeah, Mayor, she wrote Jonas a, Brother. She wrote a song about how mean or something he is. <laughs> you know, like oh, you said you liked me, and then you went, went and did a set at the cellar. I guess you're with <laughs> Katy Perry now. Why don't you go say hi to Big J O? Because then you fucking prick. <laughs> yeah. Like so. she gets very specific. <laughs> would you dime out John Mayer if Taylor Swift would blow you? I would. I'd probably dime. I'm gonna. Like Where am I diming him to? Like, if you just put him out there, be like, hey, I saw him cheating on Taylor Swift for, to get her. Yeah, I never thought of myself as a rat. It's, it's just a thing. It's not, bro well, Taylor Swift wouldn't be my pick. I'm not that into yeah. her. Some people are. Didn't work, were you guys arguing about the I'd other I'd rather day? be like, with Taylor Ham if I had the choice right now. <laughs> I'm to pick a ham. I don't know why I leave Plymouth if just the Taylors. <laughs> so do you have a nice picture of Taylor Ham? Oh, Look at that. Fucking wow. delicious. Some egg and cheese. <laughs> do you eat the um, rind on that? Fez, what else? Uh, Jennifer Aniston still. Yeah, we. I. Yeah, that comes up this weekend. Um, who's not though? Who was before? Um, Whitney Houston's daughter gets a lot of TMZ coverage. Didn't know that. Christina I Brown, know. I think Still? her name is. I don't know her. Yeah. I couldn't put a face to her. So she gets a lot of because she's supposedly dating her half brother or step brother. Oh my god! Or what happened to him? He was hurt. No, it's uh, cut in half. Just a whole relationship thing. Not really a physical. Bobby Christina. So you don't think you should be with the half-brothers or the steps? No, I think they're fine together. But for some reason, like, they follow her. She gets into a lot of car accidents. Her boyfriend does. Mm. Uh, Bieber is constantly being followed on it the male like side. It seems like you're reading teen magazines. If I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you, Tiger Beat. everyone that you're talking about doesn't seem like... Adults would be following this. No, it's weird because it is. I think it is skewing younger now of who they follow around. I think that you're skewing younger. I don't know if the housefrows are going to care about Bieber. It's unsettling. Although there's this great fucking thing online where kids are cutting themselves to try to tell Bieber to stop smoking pot. Yeah, because the picture of him leads him smoking a blunt. So the little girls out there are cutting themselves and bleeding and sending him pictures saying, now would you stop? Would you stop smoking pot? Yeah. You got a little girl, right? Yeah. How old? She's 10. You're about to enter like the dangerous years when yeah. they start to change. And you got to watch a kid at that age so much because they're the ones that th they, everything becomes so big to them. Yeah. No. It, uh, you know what? I got to say... I thought it was a luck out that I had because uh, she she just never liked Justin Bieber. Like she right. doesn't, she doesn't seem to have the boy crushes at she's all. Not yet, there at yet. 10. She's not there. However, the problem is, uh, and I don't know if this probably you know I guess Madonna would be the best example of when I was a kid. But rather than having like she doesn't have the boy crush, but what she does do is she really does, and I can't keep her from it all the time, twenty four seven. Like she does like the whores of music so it's like right. like she doesn't even understand how the word makes me cringe when she goes i so what's her favorite singer 
Because I try to bring her nowhere. You know, I'm in the right. car with her. I try to play. I play Iron Maiden and stuff, sure. and try to get her to give a shit about that. But her favorite performer is Nicki Minaj, and she doesn't understand like the connotation of that name. Right. And it's just like she says it. You're like, oh man, I just know the lyrics. Like that Kesha lady. I've had to stop her from listening to her because it's just it's so. Uh, it's also amazingly how inappropriate. When I was a kid, I remember the word shit always got through on ZZ Top's legs, mm-hmm. and that was like a big deal. They're like, oh, they they never bleeped the word shit for some reason. And uh, now, without even cursing, like the content of what they say is just bizarre. They get away with just it's a, gang bang yeah. blowjobs. Yeah, just, it's and, a it's, weird it's thing insane. when your kid starts to get to that age because you're like, oh, uh, suddenly the you know we're hitting some white water here. All those <laughs> years before, you know, and you're thinking like, I guess I am the cool dad. And then you're like, no, really, you're not going to fucking hang out with those people at the mall. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? no. I find myself to be very. I think people are always like, because mm-hmm. I I've never uh, appreciated the uh, the idea where someone goes like, hey, you know what? If they're gonna smoke pot and whatever, right. like, might as well do it here. And I'm like, fuck that. Like, there's they're no way here. that that it's house. Been... The person whose house that was always smelled like something weird. They had a fucking <laughs> dog that sucked. Like the parents wet never dog. gave a shit. Yeah, yeah. They just had a wet dog. An above ground pool. <laughs> Uh, all right, anything else to plug on there before we get going, Pep? I think we're good to go. Fez, anything to plug? Well, you can see Big J tomorrow in Philadelphia at Helium Comedy Club, heliumcomedy.com, and at Big J Okerson on Twitter. I believe in the Ron and Fez fans are coming out. They're going to really, come out. Yeah, you really believe in it. Intro. You know, I hear that, uh, I hear that hometown accent on yeah. the callers a lot, so I That's know they're right. coming. Uh, we got rid of Andy, so things are going to be start going our way. Yeah. I don't know. Black coach, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> How will that work at a yeah. press conference? What's happening? Lovey <laughs> Smith, happening. maybe. He's, he's Lovey Smith in the talks. It didn't take Andy Reid long to get a gig, did it? No. 15 <laughs> seconds. He was the first to sign, then the Bills signed. He signed like the day after. Like he had been <laughs> working on this for a couple of months. Oh, well. Like he was like, my stuff is already there. Nice. <laughs> well, I guess the let's hope the the Arizona. Well, he went to KC. Yeah, KC. It's uh, hopefully that'll be good for his kid. Maybe his kids will get their shit together finally, instead of fucking offing themselves. Well, fucking left and right. He's a good coach, man. Andy Reid was a great coach for the Eagles. Fourteen I, years, man. Uh, it's, I was it seems sitting weird. there going, "Wait, who was there before him? Yeah. Where? Who the hell was that? Was it Ray Rhodes right before <laughs> yes. him? Was that who it was? Good lord. That's how far back you gotta go. Ray Rose is like saying Benjamin Franklin to me. And then a year of Rich Kotite about his own fans throwing <laughs> snowball wrapped batteries at him. <laughs> Alright, that's it guys. We're out of here today. Thanks Big J. Thanks for having Next me. Next time, do, don't wait around. Come immediately here. You got it. Alright. See you guys tomorrow. See you on the iBang a little later on. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>